right, and we're kicking off another episode of Chronicles, and we have our first special guest ever on the podcast. A uh, special welcome to uh, the brother of our co-host, Mr. Dom. How are you, mate? Good, mate. What a privilege, fellas. What a privilege. Number one. Number one on the list. I, I feel like I feel like uh, the meat the meat in the brother sandwich here. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put that on my LinkedIn as my achievements. <laughs> All, right. All right, and of course the one and only Mel. G'day, how are you going? Not bad, not bad. So um, you got your brother uh, on uh, the opposite camera there in uh, a couple rooms over. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. I hear yeah. enough of him screaming every day, so. It's a nice change to do it through the headphones as opposed to actually through my bleeding ears. Jeez, <laughs> uh, thanks. You've been here before, Simon. You know what the uh, the conversations in the office are like. Well, the other day there, I didn't get much work done that day when I came in. Hmm. Um, yeah, we had the uh, raucous atmosphere going in all in each of the offices, and then then it was lunchtime. The beer, the bread, the prosciutto, the cheese. It was a good day. It's called life science. The, co- <laughs> the, the suppressor. You should do it more often. You should do it more often, but I don't know how you guys get any work done in that place, I'll tell you what. I always said wouldn't it be nice to go to a pub that had like, you know, you have half a pub where you buy the beer and the other half would be like a continental deli. So like you order your beer and then they pull down a sausage, slice it up for you. That's That would maybe, be something. Maybe that uh, could be our next business venture. Maybe. I think I need a bit more in-depth there. They're just the outline. <laughs> yeah. need to come up with a yeah. strategy. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I just feel like I could definitely yeah. order an antipasto platter if I went to the pub. I'd be all, over that. <laughs> yeah. all right, Mr. Dom. Now, uh, we've been talking for a few weeks about getting you on as, uh, as our first official guest. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, why don't you introduce yourself because, uh, you know, all, all your um, Calabresi cousins will know who you are, but <laughs> that's true. So our, uh, our wider audi- uh, audience of loyal fans uh, would love to know all about you. So um, let's go. The umpteen listeners. So I am Dom. I am Mel's younger brother. Um, I have been doing. I work as an accountant as well. So I've been working with Dad for whew, what's that? Thirteen years now. So dealing with the government, which is always fun. So, but it's uh Pays the bills, mate. What can we say? It's always also handy because no matter what industry you are, everyone always needs an accountant. Yep, and everyone pays tax. Mm-hmm. That's it. So definitely a handy. What point. else? What else we need to know? Uh, they're the major stuff. Avid, avid AFL fan, avid soccer fan. So much similar to you boys, actually. We don't venture too much away from the the, uh, the similar teams, except the Roma versus Juve thing. But that's you know, I won't hold that yeah, against well, you, Simon. Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't want to go for the easy option. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We'll just talk about the, the uh, uh, our love of the Eagles. That'll be enough for us, eh? Yeah, that's it. But uh, no, I thought uh, make my make my sporting life a bit of a challenge by going for a bit of an underdog. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, mate. Hey, they were actually all right. They, they were back in, probably when you were peaking. What was that early two thousands? They were actually very, 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 very good. Uh, they have their peaks and valleys. Mm. Their peaks are never quite what? high enough, and uh, the the valleys are never that that bad. But was, uh, was that two thousand? Was it two thousand and one? Was that the one that they won it? Was that the one? Two thousand two thousand one championship was. Was that the was that the one that went to like the last week? Or was that the one after? They were they were nine points clear at some point during the season, and Juventus kind of clawed their way back. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but then uh, the last the what, last week of the season, they were two points clear. I remember that. Needed to win to obviously secure it, and they did. Those are the days, eh? Yes, those are the good old days. They probably should have won another two since then, but you know they always managed to blow it when they when they get the opportunity. But anyway, um, all right. What are we talking about this week, boys? Uh, I don't know. What is there to talk about this week? I don't know. Besides the AFL grand matter, the AFL grand final (laughs) going to Brisbane. All right. Well, yeah, it's a good one to start on, I suppose. Is Mm -hmm. it? It's not. Really, is it? No, I don't think it was ever a surprise to be honest with you. No, I don't, I don't think it was. Well, I mean, I think, um, obviously, Perth and Optus Stadium would be you know the more ideal place, but it was never going to happen. The government never wanted it, so that's in a nutshell. That's, just, that's what I feel. The government didn't want it, so he didn't well, come. So, we we're chatting yeah. about this earlier during the week, and I was, I was saying, Look, I, I always thought it was going to go to Queensland anyway, I never thought there was any doubt in that. What I what I don't approve of though is I have no idea why the AFL has to give compensation to the Victorian government for them not being able to meet their part of the contract. That's just baffling. That's that is crazy. That's ludicrous. You can't perform and you still get you still get paid in the contract. What is that? That is crazy. And to extend it by another year, I was like, wow, that's just I don't know. That's just ridiculous to me. So it's what, 51, 51 years they get instead of 50? Yeah. So they haven't actually lost anything. They get an extended contract. I was like, how does that work out? And, and well, they also got two. Apparently, they get to host two of the next three drafts or something, but I don't think that's really that major. Oh, and they also, they also get more games this year. Yeah. Or next year, sorry, more games during the season. But that one I'm not really that fussed about because really that just means that they'll have less games at the at, um, Etihad uh, or Marvel now, sorry. Um, less games at Marvel and more at the MCG. And the A- basically, that's the AFL saying, well, they own Marvel now anyway, so they're just losing out on some revenue there to give it to the MCG. But I don't think they should have extended the grand final for another year. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's pretty sad. Do you reckon in our lifetime we'll see uh, an AFL grand final outside of Melbourne? Nope. Well, when's it to? 2058? 2058, yep. Yeah, so I'll be 79 years old. I don't think so. I'd be lucky to make a past 65. There you go. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, come on, Mel. Give yourself some credit. I reckon, eh? He does say that often. Very pessimistic view of life sometimes. <laughs> well, maybe if you, you know, you tone down the uh, the the beer, the vino. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think no, you'd probably, be right. It's probably the cholesterol from the Italian sausage, I think. It's probably more likely to be just, just the one, Just the one the other day. There <laughs> <laughs> was a bit of oil in that one. Yeah. It was good, but <laughs> it was good. No, I don't oh, think it'll ever. Do you actually? Oh, do you know what? It'd be interesting to see in fifteen or twenty years, like after you've had another fifteen or twenty years at the MCG, the the chirpiness of of the interstate teams, whether that will kind of start pushing a bit harder for it to happen. Well, I don't know. I think. For anything to happen, the interstate teams need to get together and kind of try and gang up on the AFL to to wrench it away. Um, you know, at the end of the day, contracts in place, and I don't know if anything can be done about that until until that expires. But I would say that there's probably already plan in place to get that extended at some point anyway. Yeah, it's all. Um, but I say it all the time. I'd love to see the um, interstate teams threaten to break away and form their own league. Uh, and then see which Melbourne teams would would try to come across as well. Mm. I mean, it's happened in other sports, hasn't it? That um, you know, teams have teams have formed breakaway leagues. And it happened in rugby league. Mm. 
here in Australia? Yeah, Super League. Yeah. Really? Okay. Don't yeah. you remember when right. the, it, was, it was the ARL back then? It was about 25 years ago. Then it broke away. Right. Well, yeah, the ARL, ARL does ring a bell. But ARL and, it, and then, it, then there was Super League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Western uh, Reds were around. That's when the Perth Reds, the Western Reds, and they went to Perth Reds. Yeah. yeah. What about Western Force? They still exist? They're back in this year. In the Super 14? Yeah, because of something to do with COVID or something. Yeah, I don't kind of understand how that structure works because now they're in like a – they went to the, that, that world format, so they had to drop a team. Then because of this hit, they went back to country formats. And then I don't know what's going on there because they got some terrible – Terrible marketing because no one even knows what league they're playing. I don't know. I never hear about them. I've got no idea. Mm. Actually, on, on that as well, now talk about terrible marketing in sport, right? Now, A-League Grand Final was on last week. Did yeah, that, I didn't see a minute of it. I didn't even know it was mate, on. Mate, no one even knew and that the league restarted. Yeah, I didn't see a second. I mean, look, I've said it before that I don't follow the A-League anyway. But let's say – Perth Glory had have been playing in the grand final. I probably would have watched it. Yep. I, you, no one even knew that they were playing a semi final last week. They played last Wednesday night, I think it was. Yeah. Did. Like did Glory was Glory in the semi final? They played semi final. They lost yeah. to Sydney one nil. One nil. Where was no, that? Two nil. Where were they playing these games? Two nil. That one was in Sydney. I had no idea that so, was going. I was like, whoever's in charge of marketing at the A League is doing a poor, a really poor job at it because I had mates who actually follow A-League that didn't even know the A-League was back on and they're actually followers of the A-League. So I can only imagine the general public would have no idea that the A-League was on. There was um, – isn't that the guy in charge? Wasn't he the former from the from the rugby league, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, what's his name? Um, David. Oh, I can't remember. Gallup? Gallup. That's Gallup. It, yeah, Gallup. That's right. Yeah, no, it's just shocking, man. Just I was like, how do you have your league back on and be coming into your grand final? So who won the Sydney? Yeah. So that's two in a row they've won. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, I, said, I do know my stuff. There we go. Yeah, they won. They and won what was the one-nil. score in the final? One nil. One nil. One nil was the final. Yeah. Yeah. So who did they beat? Melbourne. Which there's three Melbourne. Melbourne, teams. Melbourne Heart. No, well, it was Melbourne City, but they played in their Heart outfit. Yeah. Why? Um, throwback because they're blue as well, so they had to put their away strip oh, on. Right. So they um they put their um their old Melbourne Heart strip on. I actually like the old. I actually kind of like the old Melbourne Heart strip, but um yeah, they obviously uh, were wearing that as a. So that's the um white and white red, red stripes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a white and red stripe soccer shirt. Sunderland or oh, Messina. No, it hasn't got stripes. <laughs> so I, I bought a Sunderland shirt. Oh, that was for cha- yeah, it was for charity. Yeah, hundred percent. It was a charity. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's would not have expected to hear that from you, son. I'm not going to lie. Well, it's the, it is the only English football shirt that I've ever owned in my life, and probably will ever own. But yeah, it was a, a charity thing because there was a, a, a kid a few years ago. Uh, his name was Bradley Lowry. He um, had this rare form of cancer, and he was a Sunderland fan. Uh, and yeah, there was a, a charity which the club was behind, and they were selling uh, Sunderland shirts with like his badge on there. And I remember when, when you know, before he passed away, uh, I was following the story online, you know, about you know him trying to you know, everyone getting behind him, to try to help him recover, and obviously it went south and didn't didn't go well. Um, but yeah, so I thought it was only it was only thirty dollars, so. 
That's a good, re- good reason to I'll buy one, though. Chip in and buy a, buy a shirt and it hangs up in my wardrobe next to my Italy and Roma shirts. No, but that's, yeah, but that's fair enough. It's for charity. You know, did the right thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You crank it out when Sunderland plays on. Well, funnily enough, I man, talking of Sunderland, have you watched the Netflix oh, um, Sunderland Till I, I Die? No, not yet. No. It's it's really good, actually. Um, I probably I probably like the first season better than the second season, but um, it's it's an interesting watch. Um, just for the the passion of these supporters, right? Because they get, you know, they get they get Netflix to come in and film them for a season, and they and this season that's the season they get relegated <laughs> from from uh, the. Championship. From second division to the third division. Yeah. So oh, they uh, went from, was that? did they really from DV1? No, yeah. One so the first, the first season of this show, they, they got relegated from the championship to what do they call it? League one. Is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So then obviously the second season of the Netflix show, they're trying to get promoted. They actually make it to the playoff and they lose the playoff on penalties. Oh, good drama. So, Oh yeah, very dramatic. But um, and they get new owners as well in the second season, and these owners are, are a rabble. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Is, is it Netflix or Amazon yeah. doing the Tottenham one? That'd be interesting because that's the one. Where I think they... that's I think that's Amazon. So yeah, because they sack Amazon's got some really good ones. They've got um, uh, Manchester City yeah. from a few seasons back. I think uh, it might have been Guardiola's first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I've seen the first episode of that, but uh, I haven't seen it all. There's got uh, Borussia Dortmund. There's one about Brazil, which no interest, thanks. Um, there's one uh, on the All Blacks. Mm-hmm. I heard that they were going to do one for West Coast Eagles as well yeah, on Amazon. That, but I don't know. I don't know what happened with that's that. That's this season. So that's it's this. I think there was four clubs. So there was Eagles, uh, might have been Collingwood, might have been Richmond. No, oh, Richmond. I think there was, yeah, but they're going to try and pick someone who they think might win at the end of the year. So what? They are they filming it at the moment? Yeah, though? they're still filming it. I wonder how they're doing that with this coronavirus shutdown and all that stuff. Uh, do they step back one and a half metres? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe our, maybe our Sydney stack, you might tell you. Uh, <laughs> you know, actually, I'll raise a query for you. Do you think Sydney stack and, and uh, what was his name, the other guy? So I'm just drawing a blank, but they, they're asking them to pay the fine. No. Should they pay? Right. Can, we, can we just explain the story? Okay. Because there's going to be people listening that don't have a clue what uh, we're talking about, and I'm probably one of them. I didn't follow this story. I heard, I heard the name in the news, but I don't. I didn't follow the story. So lay it on us. I'll go from the beginning. So Sydney Stack and the other. Have you got his name there, Miller? What was his yeah. name? Uh, I want to say Sydney Tate. Stack is a As, player. He's a player. There's two players for Richmond, right? For, who? So Richmond. for Richmond. Okay. So they're in the Queensland hub at the moment. So the other last, no, not last night, the night before, they uh, went to a strip club in Queensland. So went to a strip oh. club in Queensland. Then they went to get a kebab outside the strip club. Got it as in, you do. As you know, well, that's as, standard. As, as you do. On a side, you can't go home without the kebab. On a side please. note, that is a prime location for a kebab store. But anyway, <laughs> that's, a, that's another issue. But that guy, was, he probably can afford to pay the 75 grand just for the um, advertisement that he'll get now. So, so were they breaching the, the, um, the well, this lockdown? Is, this is the thing. No, so they, they come out, then they got into a fight with – I actually might add Tom Brown, who's one of the AFL, um, one of the commentators there on, on, on journalists, right? He said that Sydney Stack tried to pay for the um, the kebabs, got declined, right? 
So then he had to transfer them the money so I can do a bank transfer. Meanwhile, got into a fight with some other dudes, but apparently Stack tried to break it up. Like these guys were antagonizing him. Um, then they lost the kebab. The kebab fell over or something. I don't know what happened. So then they went and bought another lot of kebabs. So, mate, that's $100,000 for four kebabs. It's Jeez, expensive, expensive kebabs, mate. So, so, he, um, so that's the story, right? Now, whether regardless of the fight they got into, because that's an, that's always an issue with professional athletes. That's regardless if it was COVID or not. That's always something, right? But so, what has actually happened is that the club had a twenty five thousand dollars suspended fine from their previous breach. Remember, the the wife went to a day spa, one of the players, and all that sort of jazz. Whatever yeah, that was, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, that one. So they have the twenty five. So then they got an extra seventy five thousand dollars fine, plus the players got ten match. 10 matches, um, they got suspended for 10 matches, right? Now, they're saying that the club is trying to say that um, the, the players are going to pay the fine. That's $37,500 each. These guys are on 50% pay cut and they lose about, they don't get any match payments for 10 matches, right? So these guys would probably, it worked out that the fine is half their salary for a year. That's oh, just yeah. it, man. That's a bit harsh. Yeah, so so the AFL Players Association said that the maximum fine you can fine a player is ten grand, right? That's the max that they could possibly get. Right? Now the club's saying all oh, these guys are voluntary to paying. The, apparently, this morning the agent of one of the players, Sydney Stack, said no, they're not agreeing to pay. The Players Association has said this is the amount, right? Now, yeah, they might have done the wrong thing. Granted, but so be it. The thing is, they didn't break. Going to a strip club, uh, that side of it is not a breach of any state law or federal law. They didn't breach a quarantine. That's not what happened. It's just a co- okay. it's a COVID breach for the AFL. So it's like your boss saying, we don't want you to go to a strip club. You go to a strip club and then the boss says, well, I'm going to fine you 100 grand for going to the strip club. Not that it was illegal. It's just that's against their policy to do that. That's essentially what's happened. Uh, hang on. How does the AFL have any right to say you can't go to a strip club if it's not against the law? So... That's this their COVID policy. So yes, that that they, so I can understand. I can understand the AFL having some sort of regulation about player. What's, what's the word? Got, player decorum, player conduct. conduct right, I get that. Yeah. Right. To to then find some find them seventy five thousand. Well, they find the club. They actually don't find the player. They find the club, and it's up to the club to decide what they want to do. I think the club should just pay it and wear it because that's just the cost of doing business. Anyway, if your employee stuffs up, the business pays for it. That's just the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm. So did the club know that they were going out? Uh, I highly doubt it. I don't think that would have been a good look. They've been, they've been, <laughs> I've been, um, they've been breached before. They've had a few off-field problems this year, obviously, Richmond. You know, they had the the Brooke Cochin where she went to the spa, and then they had the the um, the we'll call it assault claims for the um, when the players were singing their song and the guy was touching him. Yes, we had a we had a special episode on that one. <laughs> Mind you, our discussion on that was probably about a minute and 15 seconds, that's all. But it was enough to give us a good laugh for the next week. <laughs> it was definitely funny. It, I find it funny that like it's 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 moved. that was an assault thing, them saying, oh, you know, that's in a way of, you know, sexual assault almost, quasi, right? And I was like, well, 
I mean, maybe the guys are just comfortable in their sexuality that they don't care that the other bloke is touching their ass. But that doesn't get discussed. It's only the assault part that gets discussed. So I'm like, mate, maybe they how don't did care. that how did that situation finish up anyway? Uh, like did, were there they said sorry and, reaction or uh, just, was it? Sorry, won't do it again. Moved on. Like of course it was gonna happen. As if you got what are you gonna do? Find someone for like patting someone on the ass. Like man, exactly. it's no, if you don't shut that computer up, I'm gonna reach through the screen. Can you mute it? <laughs> no. There's nothing on my computer. It's making noise every time we do this podcast. You got that bloody thing dinging in the background. Okay, Mute the bloody. I got nothing there. Uh, anyway, I'll right. keep looking. So, in the end, hundred grand for kebabs. That's pretty much the story. Brilliant. How's that? I eh? imagine. Imagine like any other twenty-one-year-old. That would be a such a non-issue. But for an AFL player, that's that's. The, and I I hope that that kebab had, they can still taste it. Oh, you know that it was that good, still seeping <laughs> through his pores at this point. Eh? Like you'd hope the garlic sauce was still lingering. You'd want it to be better than you know like Nolamara kebabs. Oh, that's for sure. Oh, great, great kebabs. <laughs> I love great, them. Great kebabs. <laughs> Haven't had one for a while actually. Seriously, I'm prime down that way. Seriously, prime real estate. But I have a kebab store outside a strip club. Is that's some epic. Epic market research for her saying it. <laughs> Guaranteed clientele there. Oh, you get hungry when you're at the strip club, you know, giving your slipping your tipping dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, that, you should have just enough left to buy a kebab. That's what you got left. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they. I wonder if they accept tipping dollars and then go and uh, <laughs> soften them back <laughs> and them in next door. Yeah. <laughs> Richmond, eh? Oh, bloody Richmond. I've prepared. Not, look, I, I haven't prepared anything for this week to talk about because I've been uh, fucking. I went. To, I left uh, work last night ten thirty. That's good. Website problems, bloody mm. hell! So I'm actually supposed to be uh, fixing website issues right now, but uh, it's podcast time. Yeah, so. but uh, now the, the grand final there. But uh, besides that, what are your thoughts on Queensland hosting it? I mean, I, I can understand why they did it because they're trying to because the Brisbane Broncos are shit this year. Gold Coast Titans are shit. Well, yeah, obviously the AFL was always leaning or pushing towards uh, Brisbane because, you know, they want to take advantage of, firstly, you know, the Brisbane rugby team's doing crap and, you know, an opportunity to try and push the game in Queensland. Waste of time if you ask me, right, because they don't care. No, they don't care at all. It, it will only, they'll, and they'll, it'll, they would have jagged it, it will only come off if Brisbane make the grand final. Right. Otherwise, no one's going to care whatsoever. Yep, I agree. Okay? With that. Because if it's if it's you know, I don't know, Geelong versus Port Adelaide, Geelong versus Eagles, grand final, no one in Brisbane's going to care. No, I mean, imagine if it's a Port Adelaide West Coast grand final. So the West Australian team and the South Australian team playing in Queensland. Mm-hmm. That would be brilliant. You know what? I'd love that. Firstly, a big. You know, give the birdie to the AFL, and the AFL doesn't get the, the you know much fans there as well. They they'll be giving kit tickets away for free, oh, probably yeah. to to you know to fill spots. Oh, they'll, they'll definitely fill the stadium, but yeah, they'll give the whole yeah. they'll give it all away for free. What else? Are they yeah, do? But why why couldn't it be? You know, it was never going to be over here because the government didn't want it. But why couldn't it be Adelaide? Well, Adelaide probably the yeah. probably another deserving, you know. Footy town, mm. 
Absolutely. More so than, than and, Brisbane. And Adelaide's, uh, Adelaide Oval is, is apparently very good oval. Uh, so were, was Adelaide trying to get it? Yeah, they're apparently the backup. If something goes wrong in Queensland. Okay. Get well, they, they, sh- they should have been the one to get it then. Mm. And Port Adelaide's on top of the ladder. Although I think with the South Australia, I don't know how helpful. Um, it's, it seems to be that the, the government there weren't exactly going out of their way to help. So I'd say it's pretty more. There's, there's more. This it's more based on reward for effort. It seems like why they've chosen to give it to to Queensland. But 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 in saying that, the in South Australia, the players didn't have to quarantine, which was a big difference. So they could have flown straight from Queensland. Well, over here they had to. They wanted them to quarantine for a week, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, seven seven day hard. So Queensland don't need to quarantine. No, South Australia didn't have to quarantine. And South Australia didn't have to quarantine. Oh, God, it's hard to keep track of all these bloody stupid regulations. So, they come so, up with. so even if it did come to WA and they're quarantined for seven days, how could they have the uh, the parade? Explain all this quarantining when you, you know, you're crossing borders and that type of thing. And then you look at Europe. Travel is pretty much open in Europe, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And you're crossing country lines, country borders let alone state borders over here. God, they've just gone really hard line over here, haven't they? It's just... Yeah, but they're still... Like, Europe's gone... Like, what's... France is having 7,000 cases a day again. Same amount of cases they had when they were peaking. Really? Yeah. yeah the, the deaths have come down a lot. The deaths have come down, but that's that's going to happen because treatment's going to get better. Like, you think that after time you'd figure out what works and what doesn't work, at least to a certain extent. You're, something like... I'm pretty sure there was that was in July... Back in July, I think you were four times less likely to die than you were in April if you caught COVID. So it's obviously gotten better over the time, but still, like, you don't want 7,000 people a day catching. That's quite a lot of people. Like, really, that's quite a few. It's not India numbers, but still a lot. Well, in, is India the worst country at the oh, moment? India, the other, India's got, like, well, look, yesterday, 87,000 cases. New cases, yes. New cases in a day. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Well, it's a country of uh, uh, what a billion people, probably, close to it, probably more. <laughs> well, well, meters list them as one point three eight two. That'd be more than that. One point three billion people. Yeah, if in, oh, in I reckon, India, I reckon it'd be probably more. That's probably what they know of. Well, I was going to say that's documented. Mm. But, you know, well, imagine how many wouldn't be. Well, about in China's about one point three, one point four, but there's probably another couple hundred million that aren't documented there. But then you've got to remember, oh. you've also got Pakistan next to to India. That's got 221 million people. You've got Bangladesh. It's got... That's a lot of people. 250 million, is it? Or is yeah, it something yeah, like that? Crazy, yeah. Um, yeah, Bangladesh. Oh, sorry. Uh, they, they're reckon 164 million, sorry. Oh is, that, oh, is that all? Sorry, sorry my mistake. Mm. you also got um, Sri Lanka is another 21 million. So that looks midget, which is basically Australia next to them. How's this um, Victorian police cracking down on arresting people for making Facebook posts and stuff like that? Did you see the pregnant lady? Yeah, saw that. You know, all right, she's done a stupid thing, right, to try and organise a Facebook event, a rally. It was in Ballarat, wasn't it? Yeah, Ballarat. And funny, Ballarat's got a different restriction to Melbourne. So they're at stage three restrictions, not stage four. So they are allowed to get out and... Protest? I, I, I believe it's something different in Ballarat, yeah. Anyway, right, 
she even admitted, you know, probably stupid to do it. You know, can't I just delete the bloody thing mm. and that and be done with it? Why can't they? And then you compare to when they did these Black Lives Matter rallies in Melbourne. That was all encouraged. Mm. The police were on board with that. Police kneeled. So they were doing uh, interviews, you know, leading up to these Black Lives Matter rallies in in Melbourne City, saying, you know, people have a constitutional right to go out and, and protest, you know, and that type of thing, and, you know, we support them. But now when it's protesting these lockdown stuff, no, not allowed to do it, and we'll lock you up, arrest you, arrest you just for making a post on Facebook about it, mm-hmm. not, even, not, not actually even doing it. It's unbelievable. That, that state has become a, a fascist dictatorship. It's shambles. It's actually shambles. It is pretty bad, though. How, how, what hypocrisy to allow, you know, to allow one but not, and not the other, to support one. And and crack down on the other. No, well, might yeah, regardless, right or wrong, it is what it is. But the fact that, that she got arrested, I thought to myself, really, it's a Facebook post. She's not the only one either. And there was another guy that was filming it as well, and he just got out of bed. And they said, "What are you coming in for?" He goes, "Open the door. If you don't open the door, we're going to knock it down." They smashed his door down and arrested him. I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. He was filming on the balcony yeah, as they yeah. were bashing, bashing in. I'm yeah. like, what are you- and then and the camera goes flying. They just come and rush him and 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 throw him to the floor. Mm. Just the um, the brutality of it as well. Like, what's what's the need to be that, mm. um, you know, that aggressive, that physical? The the irony in that system was the fact that that they were claiming they weren't doing things properly because they were claiming people had a what was it the human rights they were part of a human rights convention or whatever. what was that one? Miller? Yeah, yeah, the human rights convention. Yeah. So so, but then. They're doing this for people to post Facebook posts. So I was like, "All right, so it's only human rights when it's convenient for you." Is that, is that yeah, exactly. the case? I was like, "How you work that exactly one right. They're exactly shambles, right. man. Honestly, a shambles over there. Seriously, I can only. Uh, he's he's definitely. I think he's definitely out of a job as soon as that election comes up. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think there's anything he could do that would say Dan, Dan Andrews. Yeah, but Andrews. I don't know. I wouldn't say that because Victoria's. Very different than the rest of the country. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, like he's a nightmare, and everyone knows it, and everyone, you know, is saying it. But Victoria, as I say, is so far left that they, they might just lap yeah, it up. But you know, the thing is, I don't think you could, I don't think you could seriously look at the rest of the country while in lockdown and think, "Yep, he's done a good job." Yeah, but there's there's a lot of tweets that say, "I stand with Dan. I stand with Dan." Yeah, because they're people that have just picked a picked a team like they're a sports team and follow blindly whatsoever, you know, no matter what, right? That's the that's those people, and you get them on both sides of of the political and, spectrum. And they're always they're the extremes. They're yeah. idiots on both sides of the political spectrum oh, yeah. because you know we might be conservative minded, but bloody hell, if if you know if someone you know who's who's more a, cons- a conservative politician acts like a dickhead, I'm happy to bloody say it. You know? But you get those people that it will just follow blind no matter what, and that shits me. I definitely wouldn't want to be living there at the moment. I know that much for sure. No, no. Just just you, your freedom's gone. Your freedom's gone. Totally gone. When, who's keeping track of, of, you know, each law, each freedom that's lost? Who's keeping track about, you know, in six months' time whether they come back or not? Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, eventually it'll just become the norm. 
Yep. Right? And this is why they keep saying this stupid term, the new normal, because it's not just, you know, living with the coronavirus that they want to be the new normal. It's also the heavy-handedness and, you know, the authoritarianism that they want to be a new normal as well. Okay? They being, you know, governments making rules. Listen to what we say, do as we say. That becomes the new mindset. That was like, uh, what about... um Speaking of that, what about Nancy Pelosi? Did you see that in uh, in America? The, there's a lockdown. There's a lockdown in San Francisco, so no one can do anything. Hairdressers are closed and all that. But she went to a hairdresser and got her hair done. And they got and the owner of the shop's like, "Hang on a minute," because apparently the owner like subleases a chair. You know, the hairdressers do that. They rent out chairs. So she rented it. Then the person who rented the chair told Nancy to come in and get her hair done. So it was all right for her to get her hair done. But the owner, oh, so the owner of the salon dubbed her in. No, no, no. The owner of the salon, yeah, well, pretty much because they're like they're closed. We're not allowed to open. But for Nancy Pelosi, it's all right. She can get her hair done. Yeah, but some every everyone is equal, middle. Just some <laughs> are more equal than others. <laughs> it's no different to the guy in New Zealand, the, the health minister. You're not allowed to do anything, and then you know he drives his car down to the beach and starts riding his bike around. Mm. The same thing. They're like, man, like. You tell everyone else you can't do it, and then you go and do it yourself. But that's always well, it's been the case. Going, it would circle back to the AFL, hmm. right? You, you're not allowed to travel for anything, but 400 people from AFL employees have gone up to uh, to Queensland uh-huh. in the in this hub. But you want to travel interstate because there's a funeral of, of a family member, or you know things like that. Forget about it. You've got to make an application, and and you know. And send a hail mary, and and then get rejected basically because it's never going to happen. It's it's bullshit. Because Queensland hospitals are for Queenslanders. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, that's a disgrace. The company she even said that. You know, hard luck border, and then all of a sudden we have four hundred people come in. That's all right. It's different. AFL. But I bring this up with you all the time, Mel. The only people she cares about that saying that too is the people who vote for her. Which is what they want to hear. So mm. McGowan's the same, mm. Palaszczuk's the same. Dan Andrews, I probably thinking that whether what he's saying is actually re- resonating with his people or that's exactly. Story. They're but, happy. They're happy to look like idiots to people from other states yeah. because those people are not their voters. That's right. Right. So they're just playing on the parochialism of of their of their state. Right. McGowan's been doing it. You know, this not is ninety one or ninety two percent whatever support that he's got. Bullshit! I don't believe that for a, for a minute. I don't know where they're getting these numbers from, oh, um, because oh, everyone oh. I'm talking to is saying, you know, it's time to open maybe up. I'm, maybe I'm maybe I'm talking to too many like minded people, but you know, everyone's been saying, you know, that he's he's not doing as great a job as as everyone says he he has because he's been talking he's been talking shit against other states, against the AFL, you know, all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, the job he's done, I could have done with my eyes closed. Yeah, shut it down. But you know what I mean? It, just to shut a border and just keep it closed and, and, and you know, make no exceptions. Well, no exceptions that, uh, that you know, they, they publicise anyway. Uh, any, anyone could have done that. Yeah. What do you think about the West Australian newspaper? What a rag that's become, hasn't it? What was the, um, the headline? Is it today's headline? Let's, let's have a look. I've got to bring it up. Yeah, it's a it's a shit rag. It's a shit rag. It's a shame. I used to enjoy reading the West Australian. I wouldn't I wouldn't spend a dollar on it. No, nothing. 
and it's a shame because I'm sure there's you know good reporters that are that you know that they haven't made redundant yet that are still there, but it's a shame for those ones. But there's a lot of uh, tabloid bullshit in the West Australian newspaper. Look at the front page: a caricature drawing of of McGowan. September four is our West Australia Day. Why? Because it's when Canberra finally conceded our state is special, our economy is special, and we should dictate our borders. From now on, this date shall be known as our West Australia Day. Really? Like, really embarrass me like that? Like, my God. I told you I don't, I don't have a West Australian passport. It's not even a, an article. That, that's just not even news. To whatever sells the newspaper, Simon. How does this sell? Like, if I walk past that in the news agency and I saw that, I'd be like, are you serious? But you're forgetting. Who, who buys the newspaper? But? Boom. I don't know. I don't know. Who, who, who buys the newspaper? The older generation. The young generation don't buy the newspaper. And who are the people that, that something like that would appeal to? It's always the older generation. That's, that's, that's their target market, so be it. How long do you reckon newspapers have got in general? 20 years. You give them even 20? Yeah, give them 20. Ah. Mate, they're going to they're gonna stumble to 20, I'll tell you what. And deservedly so. Yeah, like that's that's I don't deserve. But it. you look at you look at the look at the online rag. Uh, what what are they? Um, Perth now. That's that's theirs. What an absolute schmozzle of a, of a website. Well, PerthNowNews.com.au. They're a disgraceful tabloid. It's it's pathetic. I mean, I, there's more about. Like, actually, I didn't. Dom said he told me, but and I actually didn't notice before. But now I started looking at it. It's all about influencers and like who cares? Exactly. Yeah. How many Instagram stories, are, uh, you know, people put a post on Instagram or something and they put it as a story on news.com.au or Perth Now? It's, it does my head when I see this. Yeah, I can't that, believe that's it. how they make money now. So they're generating money because the influencer's PR is paying the newspaper to run the article. Oh, it's so obvious when there's a, a paid story. Like the other day, that buddy Jim Wolfie, I don't get the fascination, but anyway, Jim Wolfie was on there and the article was about her and she's got a blue Mustang. That was it. She bought a blue Mustang. And I was like, this this is on the so news. So the article was about her making an Instagram post about her new car? Yeah, she bought a blue. And I was like, is that the article? That's it. That was literally what the article was about. And, and this is where I was mentioning it to Mel. I was like, man, they're, they're, they're pushing off B-grade celebs and stuff on there. He's actually getting frustrating now. He's like, oh, here we go. I'm just scrolling down news.com.au. Another one about Adele's transformation. Mm-hmm. Wait till you see the, the Constance Hall ones. I was like, mate, oh. no one even knows who this woman is. Why do you keep giving her oh why do you keep giving her airtime? Far out. Which I don't know I don't know who she is, so Exactly. Good. Keep it that way. Keep it that way. You don't want anyone you know to be following this type. She's a bogan trash. That's what she is. And plays on it big time. Well, she was on Big Brother, apparently. Wouldn't even know. She gets mentioned in every article. Apparently. Didn't know that either. Apparently it's in one of the articles there. So I was like, of course. Here we go. That's it. Look, at these, look at these headlines. Mum kicks $3 drink habit for bikini win. <laughs> so, so you know how you say newspapers don't exist. They probably won't exist, so, right? So uh, you say that. Um, you know, one or two will exist because – it seems to be what's happened all the time. So the fact that records still exist, the fact that um, 
uh, yeah, like things like old style stuff still does doesn't exist. No, but see, that's the thing. I think there will always be that level of people who want to be like, oh, it was so much better back then. Like you have that nostalgia thing and it'll keep How, it alive. Why would it always exist? Like take a, a 15-year-old, whether it's, you know, male or female, a 15-year-old kid these days, right? When are they ever going to be an adult wanting to read a newspaper? No chance. Yeah, you've, you've missed the novelty, but. So, okay, this is another example I'll give. I actually reckon later down the track, somewhere along the line, right, there'll be something like we kind of similar to a video store will start again, similar, like where you go somewhere, you that something like that will exist, right, only because you'll go through the novelty factor of it. Now, there is something nostalgic. Like, honestly, there's nothing like going when you were young and you went through a video store and you go through all the videos, you pick one out. It's not the same on Netflix. It ain't the same on Stan. That doesn't exist, right? That, that oh, cool, I get to go to the video store kind of thing, right? So uh, wh- whether they come at there's always there's, there's always, I think, people want that sort of reminder, like back in the day, this is what it was like. And that's why I think it will exist. Will it prosper again? Nah, never. It's, it's, it's outdated. It's dying, right? Will it survive though? So it become a, it'll become a fad for yeah, a few months. Yeah, it will. It's it, no different to records. Like, think about records. Like, seriously, have you got a record player? No, uh, no. I don't have a record player, but people buy records. I don't know who's doing it, but somebody's doing it. I haven't even bought a CD in years. No, they don't even exist anymore. Does, you can't buy a CD? Well, like, really, have you, when's the last time? I've seen one CD store. I think there's one at Dog's Home Shopping Centre. It's the last one. Of the, like, so oh, what about JB Hi-Fi, Sanity? Oh, they yeah, still exist, yeah, don't they? they still Sanity, no. But it's actually more records. records. They sell records, like like actual Because of the nostalgia factor. But there's also with records, it's the sound quality is supposed to be better as well, isn't it? Yes. Isn't that why another reason why they came back a bit? Acoustically, yes. I don't don't know how that would be possible. I can't pick it. My my ear doesn't pick it, right? I'm happy with uh, an MP3 file on a computer or or on my my phone with headphones. How could an analog signal be better i don't understand how it could be better quality i don't than a, don't a digit that doesn't i don't know that doesn't make any sense to me i don't know it does records do nothing for me right people that that love that stuff and that are collected well, good on but, them. But you, you ask a muso you ask a muso like the old style amplifier with the valves sounds better than the new style for some reason but like my father's got some old amplifiers with valves and one of his godsons said oh don't ever get rid of them i want them i want them because you can't get them anymore these old valve because of the sound it makes. I'm like, okay, whatever it is. I mean, I did. I I went through a phase, you know, some time back of trying to get uh, buy CDs of you know my favorite albums, my favorite my favorite artists, right? Bruce Springsteen, obviously. <laughs> and I didn't. I I, I I don't. I don't own every. <laughs> I don't own every every CD of his that he produced. I pretty when he when he put something new out. I buy it, but I haven't gone, you know, through the back catalogue of of, uh, of his stuff. I mean, I've got it all digitally, but I don't have everything, you know, physically of his stuff, right, or, or, or of any artist. So I don't know. Is it even worthwhile? Because I found that I was buying these CDs, but they were sitting in the drawer and I was just listening to it from my phone or computer or whatever. Well, that's or the thing. In the Spot- car. Spotify has ruined that, that sort of aspect of it. But, for but they've reason- all jumped on board. Right, I remember. I remember um, when Spotify came around. Gene Simmons from Kiss railing against Spotify. Right, 
say, you know, on a rant saying, you know, how it's ruined the, the music industry and that type of thing. Kiss promotes Spotify like there's no tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, but it's money. They're probably getting to technology, mate. It's no different to Uber Eats. You know, Maccas and Hungry Jacks and all that wanted to be to the beginning and now it's a platform everyone uses. That's just technology moving along the way. Funnily enough, I don't I don't use Spotify. I've got it on my phone and I've very rarely even opened it. By the way, we're, we're available on Spotify. I should add that. But uh, Chronicles on the fly. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it's it's not a um, an app that I use. But I wouldn't use Spotify. For, would you use it for podcasts and stuff like that? Not really. I wouldn't use Spotify for podcasts. You you can. I'm pretty sure that any any. I, mean, I use I use Podkicker, um, but I, I need to get rid of that because it's 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 giving me the shits. So I need to find a decent podcast app, a better one. But I don't want one that I have to pay a monthly fee for, though. Right. I do. Having said that, I do have YouTube uh, Premium, which gives you YouTube Music app, which I find is very similar to Spotify anyway. All, all the music. All the music that I would listen to on Spotify is on YouTube Music. Yeah, it is. And that's a good app. I like that one. Um, and I also got Amazon Prime, and that's got its uh, Amazon Music app as well. So I've got the choice of YouTube Music, uh, Amazon Music, paid versions, or Spotify, I've got the free version. And, of course, I very rarely listen to any of them. You but. must be the only guy that's paid for YouTube Premium, but like, you're the first person I've ever met. You, do you know how good YouTube is without commercials? Yeah, I could imagine that. Because on my TV at home, YouTube is used mm-hmm. probably more than, yeah, easily. It's mm-hmm. used almost every day. I've got my three-year-old who just plays Blippy and <laughs> Blippy. <laughs> all these cartoon stuff, you know, all the kids stuff. She plays it all through YouTube. She's, she's better with YouTube than I am. Yeah. So I, I thought I'll pay for it and then she doesn't have to sit through advertising. I don't want my kid. I don't want my kid being advertised through to. You know, funny about on. that song that my when my kid watches because if you watch ABC Kids, there's no adverts either. There's actually no adverts on. And ABC and that's the other thing. Well, right? she, so she switches between YouTube uh, and ABC iView or ABC Kids, right? Because she she loves Bluey and all that. Have you actually put it down when there's actually commercials like we used to deal with commercials? My daughter doesn't know what to do. She's like, "Well, what's this thing?" Um, Starting, I'm like, very, very rarely. I suppose maybe, maybe if we've got Foxtel on, yeah, it's it, it's foreign to them. And I was like, man, that's such a normal part of my childhood. Free to air TV is rarely on in my house. Uh, speaking, go back to YouTube. Well, I don't have YouTube Premium, but I did download an app called Smart Tube TV, which is actually YouTube without the commercials. Mm-hmm. So I watch. I've been using that now. Smart Tube TV. What it's it's exactly YouTube. It's actually YouTube. So it backs into YouTube and just takes out the commercials. Yeah, if you um if you use an ad blocker, the ads won't show up anyway. Uh, well, how do you put an ad blocker on your TV? Well, that's it. On your TV, you can't. No, but, I, but I got it on um because I got a Fire Stick, Amazon Fire Stick. So I just got downloaded this app, Smart Tube TV, and it's brilliant. You know what I mean? All right. Well, you've done a dodgy. No, it's not dodgy. I just used a different app. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. YouTube Premium, I think, is fifteen dollars a month. Mm. I don't pay fifteen dollars a month. Let's just leave <laughs> it. <at that>. <laughs> <laughs> there are ways. Yeah. There are ways. We'll talk off off air. Yeah. <laughs> the um. Well, if you had to pay for everything, though, it does I do. Help. I do pay for it. I do pay for it, but it's not. It's not even. It's nowhere near fifteen bucks. But if month. you've got to pay for um Disney Plus and you got Netflix and you got Stan and then you've got um Amazon, like if you had to pay for everything. I've got Foxtel, mm-hmm. 
right? I've got uh, Optus. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's Fetch? Fetch, sorry. Fetch, yeah. And then Optus port comes through that, but I don't pay for that because that's through my my mobile bundle and stuff. Mm. So so Foxtel, Fetch, uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime or Amazon Prime Video, whatever it's called. Now that costs me $7 a month and it's worth every cent, right? And I'm not talking about for the um, – That's for delivery just for stuff, the, yeah? Yeah, because I've, I've, with that I've got a bunch of subscriptions, okay? And you, you get it cheaper than, than standard rates. So you just set, you know, like uh, nappies, right? Big, big, you know, nappies buy them in bulk, come every maybe second month. You can set the um, the frequency of when you want them delivered. And I've compared prices and it's definitely the best price. So what, what, what app is it, Amazon? Amazon. You buy it through Amazon. So I've got a subscription that Amazon sends me a big box of, you know, 48 nappies or whatever it is for, mm-hmm. for, my, for my, my kid. Mm-hmm every month or every second month, whatever the, the frequency is. And that works out cheaper than buying it at um, the shop, you know, at Coles or Woolies or wherever. Because when you get a subscription, when you, when you subscribe to a product, you get a 10 or sometimes 15% discount to Amazon's rate. So Amazon generally is, is well, not always, but sometimes is, is cheaper anyway. But then with the subscription, you get the 10 or 15% less as well, plus free delivery. It's, you know, so you don't have to buy, you know, anything that's, that's bulky, toilet paper is one, right? Mm. Anything, I, I, I buy big packs at, say, you know, a month or two months apart and it's delivered to my door. So I don't have to carry these things to my car in the shopping center. I get it cheaper than the normal um, shopping center rate. This is the future, mate. I don't know why more people aren't doing it. So that's seven seven dollars a month for the Amazon Prime subscription pays for itself easily with all the products that I get a discount on. Yeah. So Amazon Prime subscription gives you TV, I assume. So yeah, it does. So you get TV and the and the Prime. So the delivery, the free delivery over thirty nine bucks or whatever it is. So like, well, see, the only reason I care about it is for to watch um, the Grand Tour. That's it. Get yeah, get it for that. It's probably the it's probably the one that I no actually Fetch is probably the one that I watch the least. But I probably watch Foxtel the most, then Netflix, then Amazon, uh, and then occasionally um, Fetch. I, I could probably even get rid of Fetch. I'm gonna get rid of. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get rid of Foxtel. It's useless. I don't. Yeah, I, just, I just use Ko. I just got the Ko app and just do the sport, and that's it. I'm gonna cancel my Foxtel subscription. It's just I don't. Need, only, I'll be honest. I miss the box because I just record everything. That's what I'll miss. I tell you what, Bart, and you guys might not agree with me, but a shout out. Right, a shout out to ABC because their app is amazing, and SBS oh, SBS app is good too. Right, for the much flack the ABC get, you know, you know, for getting funded by the government and stuff, the fact that their app shits all over Channel Seven, Channel Nine, Channel Ten's app, like actually shits on it. Mm. The ease of use, the access, the the buffering. I was like, mate, honestly, you can put that on. Like the ABC Kids app, phenomenal. I do agree, yeah. I actually like this, the SPS one. I reckon that's really good. SPS on demand. Yeah, that's pretty good too. Yeah, that's good. That doesn't, that doesn't have ads. Does it? Uh, yeah, it does, but not much. Not much. Yeah. But this is what I don't get. How can ABC have an app like that and Channel 7s? I don't know if you've ever tried using it. Well, it's a new one. Up. It's a new one now, but they just updated it. 
mate, I was like, you actually are for profit and you're making money and this is the shit you're delivering to your clients, like your customers. It's, it's actually shit. Like it's, it's like the ad starts and then it replays back to the beginning and I was like, mate, Compared to ABC, I view it's 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 not even um, in the same league. Mate. But internal service defence, the new app's a lot better than the last one. It just came out like two weeks ago. Not even couldn't be worse. Far out. <laughs> it's it's definitely like that. It's a lot better. Definitely a lot better. I, I must admit, in terms of comedies, like ABC comedies, mate, they're up there with some of the best comedies on TV at the moment. Have you actually seen? You seen what uh, Eight Out of Cats does the countdown? Eight out of ten cats does a countdown. Have you seen one yet? I've got to write this down. You mentioned it the other day. I still haven't seen it. Eight out of ten cats. Eight out of ten. Is that what it's called? Does the countdown, but does it, you need to write eight out of ten because eight out of ten cats. Then there's the countdown, but this is a combined. Eight out of ten cats does the countdown. I've got to look that up. Jimmy Carr. Oh, Jimmy Carr. Yeah, he's a lot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I keep telling you, you've got to watch Afterlife with Ricky Gervais on Netflix. That's the just the greatest show on Netflix. The, actually, the greatest show was the Aventus one. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to keep doing that one. That, I really enjoyed that one. That was good. That was brilliant. It got me yeah, really into it at the time. Yeah, Netflix has got so much good content. Like sometimes I sit there just scrolling through, watching the trailers, trying to find something to watch, and, I, and it's like an hour's gone by. I haven't even started watching anything. I've just been scrolling through to, to work out what I do want to watch. So, yeah, that's the new that's the new video store. Remember, exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just not the <laughs> exactly. same. I said, wait for the next guy to see. You know, get the VR goggles. I don't have to go out to the video store in my pajamas and UGG boots, right? At nine o'clock at night, I can lay on my couch. That's true. There was something so exciting though about going to the store when you were nine years old, ten years old. You get that, that, that shitty popcorn in the plastic right. at the front. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. The multicolored popcorn? Ah, oh, that's just wrong. No, that's not really that. Crap. No. But do you know what's um, sad, really, as a, as a business model, was that um, I, from my research says that Blockbuster actually had first, first rights to purchase Netflix. Oh, they turned it down. They turned it down. <laughs> they go, who would want to watch that? <laughs> <laughs> the service at the time was different, though. The Netflix that they were meant to buy was like that red box, you know, where you you order it in the mail and it. Comes I was going to say there was there was one here called Quickflix. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, same thing. It was like that. Right. Yeah. I actually but, went for a job interview uh, at Quickflix in Perth years back, and uh, it was I don't know to do an IT job or something like that. Um, You'd have been made redundant real fast. Yeah, no, well, that's right. I don't, I don't, a redundancy is good. Or, Hand over the money. Or he could have written he could have written the code for the new Netflix. You don't know. Could have gone either way. That's it. Yeah, I, I, if I was a programmer, but I, but, I, but I'm not. So. Well, the, so, but that that's not uncommon for businesses to miss opportunity. So that's exactly like um, a friend of mine was telling me about you know the National Enquirer, you know the National Enquirer, the magazine there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, I've seen it. They used to do all the UFO sighting shit and all that, right? Oh, I did that. Okay. So, apparently, they were the biggest magazine. Distri- they, they, by accident, became, I think it was one of the biggest marketing companies in the world by accident because of circumstance. So, what actually happened was that 
they had some dirt on the guy who owned the magazine racks. So in like in all the kiosks and stuff like that. And they were going to release some things. He's like, what do you want? And they're like, oh, we want the ma- our magazine on the top shelf, right? So they had their magazine. But then other companies started approaching them to say, well, can you put our magazine on the top shelf? So they then started making money from selling the advertising space at, rather than actually doing the newspaper. That's how they made their money. So it's like that. It's just opportunity comes and some businesses take it, some don't. That Blockbuster might have been completely different, but I suppose you don't know. I think Blockbuster was just a company that was, what was the word? Got to be complacent. complacent. You can, there's no different to Kodak. I was just going to bring up Kodak. They, they're another one that missed missed an opportunity yeah. as well. Yeah, no, 100%. You've got a, 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 your business needs to evolve with, with changing times and technology. Uh, Nokia, Nokia. Nokia. Perfect example. Blackberry. They're starting to come back though, aren't they? Well, they have started to come back. Yeah, but that's not, with, that's not the original Nokia. It's been sold and ripped up. And, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. But that happens unless you evolve and you, you change and you just take you where the market takes you. You can easily die, especially those technology-based businesses when technology outpaces you. If you don't, stay, I mean, I suppose you, you look you look at Nokia, right? They're the they're the market leader of mobile phones, right? Let's call them let's call them dumb phones. Then smartphones comes along with the iPhone. First of all, mm. was that the, that was the first one? Pretty much. Oh, the, no, the BlackBerry was the BlackBerry uh, was pretty big then. Okay, the the BlackBerry was probably half and half, you could say, right? But then, but it really took off with the iPhone. Yeah, that okay, was, the, yeah. the smart yeah. smartphone technology. I suppose Nokia might have looked at that and gone, you know what, we're not going to go down that path because we need to be different. So let's just try and do our dumb phones better, maybe. No, right? well, that, no, not necessarily. You could, you could, Nokia did have the flip. They had a, they had actually had a flip phone that was a color screen for emailing. They had a full size keyboard on it. They actually did that. Then they had the half screen to compete against the BlackBerry. I just think they were. That inferior product that costs more money. I suppose at the end of the day, you know, when you're trying to chase someone else's technology, you're always behind the eight ball. That's what it was. Their, their software was a bit shit. Their Nokia software was was crap. Yeah, I actually had a Nokia. I remember with a with a full size. Uh, with the what happened to uh, Windows Phone? That died. I got one. I think too. Did you have one? Yeah. Stop, I actually had two Windows. Stop making it. I had two Windows. Stop making it. Yeah. Stop making it. It makes so much sense. Like I've always used Windows on PC or laptop, right? It would make so much sense for it to be seamless that, you know, my mobile phone is Windows phone and just the two sync perfectly. Yeah, but Android does that anyway. So it already does it. Do you so, know what came from the, uh, the, the Windows phone though? So that was the, the first phone to have um, a, pap- a paper screen. So you know, in full sunlight, when you look at your phone, you can't see shit. No, the old, me, the yeah. old, the, the Windows phone had the like a Kindle screen, so it didn't matter. You could see whatever, paper, right? Paper yeah, the paper white screen, and it was like, holy shit, that's amazing. And that never, I'm surprised that never took off more though. I suppose you can't get the definition you can out of it. Exactly. I mean, it's good in that in that situation and that situation only. That's the only time you'd want that. Essentially, you move to Kindle. That's that's what uses that yeah. sort of technology. That's that's great on Kindle. Yeah, I think. I, that's that's stuff because. Because, you know, the time that I would read my Kindle, I've, I've got a Kindle and it very rarely comes out, but the times that I would read it would be nighttime, but I don't want that, eye, that light in my eyes. Yeah. So with the, um, 
But then again, you don't have the the light, you know, the backlight full stop, right? Do you? No. With the uh, the paper light. So you need you need uh, the best of both worlds in some way. Clip you know, clip the torch onto it. You know, those little <laughs> those little lamps that you clip yeah. onto the top of it. <laughs> There's a marketing idea for you, mate. There's another one. There's- no, well, no, they they've already been done. <laughs> it's too late. They've been done. The other night, I was I was laying on the couch reading a book, right in the dark. I had the light of my mobile phone, like the actual torch light of my mobile phone, shining on the book, and that that hurt my lot, my eyes. So, yes, I do need I do need something. Oh, if they could do a combo of paper light and backlight, would be that's a that'd be interesting. Yeah, invention. exactly right. Just something like that. There might be something. I don't know. Maybe Kindle's even got it. Oh, that would have. It's it's amazing, but how like. Technology's come so far; it's incredible. As a new fold phones with uh, nothing bringing out. Yeah, yeah, you got two thousand dollars lying around for a phone. Sorry, no. Well, if you, if you go buy, well, if you go buy a new Apple, that's what it's costing you eighteen hundred bucks. Are they really? Yeah, you buy top of the range. I haven't Apple. bought a, I haven't bought a new phone for probably three years, and I don't need. I just don't see what for. Like the one I've got works fine, does everything that I need. I just can't see the point of upgrading for the sake of upgrading. I personally don't like spending more than three hundred bucks on a phone because I just think it's yeah. You're good at buying good, cheap, good phones, but then you're also chopping and changing your phones left, right. And no, side. not really. I had my no. I had my. The only reason I changed my last Oppo was because my my daughter threw it and she smashed it. What? She dropped it and smashed the screen. You shouldn't have made her angry, Mel. No, no, sorry. I didn't, I didn't make it. She dropped it. She was. Yeah, anyway. uh, it was probably the commercials on YouTube. <laughs> That's what it was, isn't it? Can you just buy YouTube Premium, Mel? Bloody hell! I'll show you how to do it. And to, and to be honest, what was the point to get the screen replaced? Was like two hundred and forty bucks or something. The phone's three hundred dollars. Why would I change the screen? So, and I'm really happy with Oppo. I reckon it's a good phone, besides being owned by the Chinese. But Oppo is that is that like another Huawei? Yeah, pretty much. Are they Chinese or Malaysian? They. Chinese, I think. Very big in Malaysia, bro. They're huge in Malaysia. Huge in Malaysia. Massive company. I like, I like, um, I like Samsungs. I've stuck to Samsung for many years. Just, it's so much easier. I don't have time to learn how to, you know, how to use new, new devices. I just, you know, whenever I do, I probably, I probably change my phone every three or so years. Uh, and I just like get the upgraded version of of what I've already got. I was the last Samsung I had though, uh, the the Bixby button. I was like, nah, this just ruined the experience for me. Yeah, I just keep away from that Bixby thing. Nah, nah. Sometimes you, you knock it, but they don't have it. They don't have it anymore. They can't turn it off. It was just I was like, this is a shambles. Get rid of this. What button. is it anyway? Like I've got it, but I, I've never used like it. Siri, like the, the like, Siri. Did nothing. It was just an inconvenience. I was like, mate, you're not making my experience any better by adding this button. Just don't press the button. Well, but that's the thing. It was on the side so that you'd you'd consistently like if it touched, boom, Bixby. So far out again. And it was like one of those buttons where it would always like it would overtake everything. Oh, and you know what? If you when you're on the home screen, I'm just looking at it now. Yeah. If you swipe to the right, so the thing that comes up is Bixby. And then you've got to, you know, once you to pain in the ass, mate. Sign up and agree, whatever. And the, uh, the other thing about Samsung I don't like about their phones is the battery is shit. Their battery is horrible. 
Well, I think I think their their phones, Samsung phones, you now you can't take the battery out. They're um this mm. they're part of the phone. Yeah, generally if they're all the waterproof stuff now. If they're all waterproof, you can't take the um batteries out anymore. So I think the new versions are all um five G now. Yeah. So I don't I don't want to buy a five G phone until it's more common. <laughs> are you worried about uh just in case the conspiracy nut jobs are right, you know, and I'm going to catch coronavirus. <laughs> the five G the five G hits my house, so maybe I should be a, I'm should, I'm a bit at risk now at the moment, am I? Are you in a five G zone? Um, my house is in uh, where I'm in the moment. Yeah, it falls in a five G area. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, That's and right. compared to, I'd be very tempted to change my phone to five G because my my MBN's pretty shit house. I don't understand how it's my phone. Internet is better than my MBN, but anyway, that's well, it's fifty billion dollars we spent on some high quality infrastructure. As much as people bang on about our internet being shit, which it is, um, people forget that our mobile internet is probably the top five in the world. So, and it more than compensates for a shit MBN. Is it really? Yeah. So, like, you forget that perspective. Like, yes, our MBN shit. But for the stuff that most people use, which is your phone daily and consistently, uh, that is some of the best in the world. So we do bag up, I suppose, our government for giving us shit MBN. And in, in all honesty, it is pretty shit. But if you actually compare to what you possibly, what you're getting on your phone, I would rather have better phone internet than I would have NBN because I'm consistently using my phone. I mean, you can also hotspot from your phone to your to your computer if you need. Um, and and apparently as well, like if you do per megabyte, some of the cheapest data in the world as well. Don't a lot of plans give you you know unlimited download? Yeah, for free. Mine's fifteen gigabytes, which is plenty. It's like I would never come, use more than fifteen gigabytes in a month. I'm, on my mobile, I'm lucky if I use one and a half. Yeah, no, I use a bit on my mobile. No, I use a bit. Yeah. Well, because I'm it's and it's because I'm always in Wi-Fi zones. That's why at home or at work, it's only in between those places that that I'll use the actual 4G. No, I, I'd probably I'd prefer to use my 4G. So I actually reckon it's faster than the Wi-Fi that I get in most places. Well, at home, no, and at work, no, the the Wi-Fi is fine on on for mobile. See, my daughter, I got no problem. My daughter always uses my hotspot for. Um, well, you haven't got to this problem yet, Simon, but Roblox, the game. So I'm sure people who have eight-year-old daughters and ten-year-old daughters will understand. I've never heard of this. Oh, yeah, well, you will hear it. You, Come on, mate. You will hear about it when you're Actually, a good daughter. Metal, this is a perfect example of things coming back, right? Roblox. Shit, you know what Roblox, shit, you know what Roblox looks like? Commodore 64 shit. Yeah, it's pretty shit. Eh? Eight-bit. Eight you know, like Minecraft sort of stuff? Looks like that. Yeah, I was going to say, is it something like Minecraft? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, man, it's gone back to this. You can pretty much... You know, they they do FIFA now where, you, you know, each player has 10,000 actual hairs because they render it like that. But these yeah. kids are using Roblox, which is like 8-bit squares. And they use a hammer that doesn't go – it just goes up and down. That's it. So it's 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 worse than original Super Mario. Oh, it's, it's like that level. It's 3D like you, you follow here. Yeah. It's 3D but just blocks. There's no angle. Remember, remember the old um, Donkey Kong flip device? Uh, Donkey Kong flip. Oh, you had your two – that you'd you'd flip it down and up, right? So it had two screens. I remember the two screens. Donkey Kong. The two screens, yeah. Up and you open it. Yeah, you open it up like a little, like a little, like a mobile phone, I suppose. Yeah. That you flip up. Yeah, yeah. That were awesome. 
Uh, I remember the good old days. I remember those little handheld games we used to buy? We used to have like the race car and uh, um, there was only one game. You could only go left or right, whatever it was. Remember all them? Well, they were the best, like the old uh, Atari 2600. Oh, I used to love that thing, man. And I would um, – well, Kung Fu Master, that was that was mine. I, used, I, I would clock that like three times over. <laughs> I, was so, I was so good at that. River Raid. Yeah. River Raid, uh, yeah. Uh, Frogger. And, Enduro, you'd have the paddle. Oh, Enduro. Enduro was the, the car race. You have the paddle. California um, Games. California. Chopper Command. Did you say Chopper Command? No, Chopper Command. No. Uh, River, River Raid, yeah. Pitfall. Jeez, fellas. Oh, yeah, Pitfall. <laughs> Dom, come on, mate. They, where were you? Far out. I was, still, I was probably a nappy still, fellas. <laughs> Far out. You were probably born with a Game Boy in you. No, nah, I had um, I had Sega Master System was the first one. <laughs> I had Alex the Kid, mate. Oh, no, I never played that. No, I see. You out. Alex the Kid was classic. Yeah, then uh, then we had uh, uh, Prince of Persia. That was yeah. another one. No, I didn't play that one. But I see. We had I had like Mega Drive and then N sixty four and all that sort of, and then PlayStation. So I went through that period. So I never. I went. I had a Commodore sixty four. I had an Atari twenty six hundred, and I had a Sega Master System. Then after that, I lost interest. So, no, but after no, after that was like all well, when when they went to the Mega the Mega System when they had the Sonic. You know, Sonic the Hedgehog and that sort of started happening. I was never into that stuff. Honestly, I the only gaming device I ever had as a kid was the Atari twenty six hundred, and I never upgraded from there until we got like the first you know five thousand dollar desktop computer in in high school. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then it was just you know PC PC games like FIFA. I remember oh, FIFA FIFA ninety eight. Oh, that was classic game. First- do you remember there was a player manager game? That was good. Remember that one? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just all text-based. It was all text-based and you were just player manager, remember? And you were just, yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. But what you could do is you could save your spot and if you had a bad result, you could restart the computer and go back and replay that game <laughs> until, and keep doing that until you win. <laughs> and I would win the, win the championship doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just work out how, how to cheat the system, and you want, and that's what the kids are still playing these days, still with the blocks, still and doing the same shit. That's what Alex the kid, uh, Alex the kid, there, he got a rock paper scissors. It's always the same algorithm, you know what I mean? So you just got to remember what it was. So then you get through the whole the whole game. It's always the same one. Oh my god! No, but I, I I keep as much as we can. We try to keep the device out of my my daughter's hands, like the you know the device, the the mobile phone. Mm-hmm. She's always you know she's not not always, but sometimes she tries to get it. But you know what for? She either wants to look at you know photos mm-hmm. or YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I tell her, why do you want to watch YouTube for? You've got it on the computer. But it's just the novelty that you know she gets to watch, watch it up close in her face, kind yeah. of thing. Uh, well, she, my daughter, yeah, same YouTube. My older daughter's into these Roblox, um, but my younger daughter's into YouTube. YouTube's got some weird things on it, though. You do have to kind of pay attention sometimes because there's some strange shit going. Oh on. yeah, yeah. I, I I monitor what what she looks at because you know look, look at the history and and I, I block channels that you know if there's any. That's why the YouTube Kids app is good because it's only um got the yeah. kids stuff that well I've actually funnily enough got the YouTube normal YouTube yeah and also the YouTube kids app both both of those are on the TV because so. the kids one at least them has sort of like they've okayed it beforehand but the beauty about the beauty about having YouTube premium is like I've set up her own account well it's actually under you know my wife's account but you know my, my daughter uses that as her account so that's just all her 
the channels that she likes. It's all the kids stuff, and it doesn't have to mix with mine because my my uh, YouTube account I use for business stuff, you know, and you know, things like that. So I don't want that mixed with bloody, you know, Blippy and all this nonsense. My my YouTube channels or Cold War. There's so much stuff on the Cold War. I love it. Uh, flight um, people who do aviation. I love watching that sort of stuff. Cars. Um, and, and Top Gear, a lot of Top Gear. That's what that's what my channels are all. If you actually want to watch something weird on YouTube that stems from YouTube, if you know you talk about conspiracy theories sometimes, and me and Mel will have very different opinion on what considered a conspiracy theory. But anyway, that's another issue. All right, we should open this can of worms. I think. Uh, not, no, 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 we've got time. Yeah, no, no. Hey, it's a podcast. We can go as long as or as short as we want. Yeah, so I was like, my main thing about a conspiracy theory is like, well, there has to be a point to it. So you can't just have a theory that doesn't result have a result. Like it needs to. So if this is the theory, why are they doing that though? It's got to. Uh, yeah, all right, that that makes plenty of sense. But that's you thinking that yeah, through, but, not the conspiracy. Not on the, on the flip side, how are you supposed to know what they were trying to hide? But that's the point. That's what I'm trying to say. Is that what kind of theory is that if it doesn't have a point to it? It's 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 if it just the idea is you're not supposed to know the point. No, it's a, no, that's not what it's. So, all right. Before I go any further, what I was going to mention is if you ever get the chance, just watch Elsa Gate. Have you ever heard of Elsa Gate on YouTube? How do you, what uh, Elsa Gate? Spell it. E L S A. You know, like Frozen Elsa. Okay. All right. And then Gate, G A T E. And this is this kind of a little. It's not really a conspiracy theory. But what happens is a lot like. There's kind of like people that put shit on there that's kind of like grooming children on YouTube. So you're supposed to be aware of it. And then people like show you, like they show you the videos that are up on YouTube that aren't really for children, but pretend to be for children. It's kind of weird, man. eh? Like, takes you into a bit of a rabbit hole when you, when you look at it. And it kind of turns you off a bit to, watching like leaving the kid alone on youtube because when you see some of the videos you're like yeah uh, that makes sense but i'm pretty sure that that's never come up on what my my daughter watches mainly because you know she's not watching it in her bedroom it's in the the living the the family room right so we pretty much see whatever comes up and she mostly watches like official channels like i mentioned you know a thousand times blippy blippy proper channel um and you know wiggles you know things like that so I don't think that anything's getting through, and I can go through the history, and I'm pretty sure I haven't seen anything dodgy. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that, if, you, if you just watch a couple of little YouTube videos on it, you're like, yeah, that's a bit fucked up. Like some of the stuff that happens on there, you're like, all right, there. I never really thought about that, but yeah, it's a bit strange. What's it's so easy these days because parents don't monitor oh, what no. the kids are doing or let them go on, you know, on the devices in their bedroom. That's one thing that's never going to happen in my house. Like my kids never going to have a TV or a computer in their in their bedroom. Right, because I want to you know, be following and monitoring what they're up to. The, the whole thing about it was, it's like it, it looks like it's it's an innocent thing, but actually, when you watch it on Twitter, it's actually not. It's like, all right, that's really strange and really weird. But um, yeah, if you ever get the chance, follow that one. So, hang on, is it is it like um, it's a, a a kids show or cartoon, and then they in the middle of it they they cut to something else that's you know not appropriate for them, or or is it Subliminal, more subliminal. But more definitely a lot of subliminal stuff or they change so things will they'll venture into like um doing a normal video and then it almost turns like scary on purpose. Like it's a bit of like it's a weird shit going on. Like, if you ever get the chance, watch it and you'll come back to me like, yeah, that's just that people do little documentaries on it and explain what's happening. 
Um, and there's, there's thousands of them on there you can see and they say, well, you stay away from this and stuff like that. But is YouTube actually trying to get this content off? Well, that, that's the thing. It's, it's, it, unless somebody reports it and they're targeted at children and children don't report the stuff. So that's why that, 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 and that's how, why it always started. They were using this to, to push agendas basically. But yeah, that's one of those ones. So that, what, like, what type of agendas are we talking about? Well, they, like- they're trying to groom children. A lot of it was for grooming children. Pedophilia. Uh, yeah, so all that sort of shit. Yeah. So it's my skin Yeah, that's why I'm like, oh, when you see that, you're like, oh, yeah. And then they show you examples that were on YouTube, and you're like, yeah, that's a bit fucked up. But stuff like that. But yeah, if you, I don't know if we have enough time to talk about our conspiracy theories. So we've got plenty of time. All right, I don't know. Me, me and Matt will get a bit heated there sometimes. Yeah, no, no. I, because it all generally stems from, and you talked about this, I don't think it was last week or the week before, where you're talking about Tower 7. That the Tower oh, 7 okay. Kind of what did we get wrong? Did we get something wrong? No, you get wrong, okay? And, you know, this is the thing about conspiracy theories, right? Okay, so Metal keeps going on about, well, they they, they do it and they to blow up Tower 7. They wanted to get rid of Tower 7 or something in Tower 7. Is that the common health? No, no, no. My question is why did Tower 7? I don't know. That's all I ask. I don't know. I I don't have a conclusion. I just like I just it seems weird to me that I think fell so fast. That's all. The the common thing is uh but there was some files in the building seven or whatever, and they blow it up. Stuff whatever. So they blew it up. Okay. Something along those lines, right? So yeah. Now and then there's some other ones where oh they blew up the towers to actually blow up Tower Seven. You know that one there? Have you heard that one as well? Where they blew up the big twin towers because they really wanted to the whole point of the 9-11 was to get rid of Building 7. That's a theory as well, and I'm like, seriously, that's just ridiculous. But anyway, yes, have you heard that one? No. And it no. stems me back to, well, if you just wanted to blow up Tower 7, just blow up Tower 7. Just fly a plane into that so, one. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand this. Like, why bother building the other two? You could have done that, and then the same theory would have existed. I don't get it. I don't understand. But then, there's, then there's the Larry Silverstein connection. I can't remember exactly what it was. Oh, uh, that's right. The the buildings were full of asbestos or something, and and like uh, asbestos cladding or something, or and they needed to rectify that. It was going to cost billions of dollars. So better better to 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 drop them and get the insurance money, something like that. Yeah. But the biggest problem with the twin towers was the large amount of asbestos they contained. Built in a time when the use of asbestos was still allowed in civil construction, at least 400 tons of this extremely dangerous material had been used to fireproof the steel structure of the buildings and to insulate hundreds of miles of pipings for water, heating, and air conditioning. Asbestos was also present in the ceiling panels, the elevator shafts, and the vinyl tiles from office floors. From a property condition assessment of the Twin Towers dated December 2000, we read, According to Port Authority records, a total of 7 million square feet of vinyl asbestos floor tiles were installed in the World Trade Center. By the time asbestos was banned from civil construction, the Twin Towers were nearing their completion. Initially, the asbestos was encapsulated wherever possible to prevent the particles from being inhaled. But in the 1990s, the regulations grew tighter, and every time a simple renovation was needed, the complete removal and replacement of the asbestos was also required. At the same time, because of the health risk it posed, the cost of asbestos removal and abatement had been skyrocketing. Safety procedures required the areas to be treated to be vacated in advance, hermetically sealed, and kept under negative pressure at all times to prevent particles from escaping outside. 
Only specialized workers could access the area, wearing airtight suits and respirators. A full decontamination process was required every time they left the area. In the mid-90s, the Port Authority put out different bids for the removal and replacement of the asbestos in a case-by-case -case scenario. For example, this is a 1995 contract for the installation of two low-voltage substations in Towers 1 and 2. One section in the contract listed the replacement of asbestos at floors 41, 42, 75, and 76 in Tower 1 and floors 75 and 76 in Tower 2. Total cost for the asbestos removal and replacement? $868,000. Tower 2, 40th floor. Contract for asbestos removal and abatement? Total cost? $650,000. Towers 1 and 2, removal of asbestos and new ceilings at floors 7, 41, and 75. Total cost, $882,000. It soon became clear that the Twin Towers were quickly turning from a prestigious asset into a serious liability. That's the, the thing about conspiracy theories. I'm like, he's dodgy, but you, come on, you, that, that Larry Silverstone, you've seen the interview where he says uh, that he, you know, he, that one morning out of. Yeah, the only morning, only morning. He went to get a, a skin cancer check or something. Normally has a, a meeting every morning in the, the windows of the world restaurant at, you know, 8 a.m. or something or whatever it was every morning. But that one morning his wife insisted and just the way he talks, he's dodgy as all fuck. There's no two ways about it that, he, that he's a, a lying prick. Where were you on September 11th? Um, you know, uh, I was home. Um, and I, the only reason I wasn't where I was every morning, uh, subsequent to the 26th day of July, um, I was, my, my mornings were spent, um, usually at a breakfast meeting at windows, an eight o'clock breakfast meeting windows, the top of sure. it. Um, and so my mornings were spent at the trade center and then by noon I was back uptown and, uh, um, and so that particular morning, uh, because I have, I call it hair and fair skin and uh, annuity to the dermatologist, mm -hmm. uh, my wife, God bless her, had made an appointment for me uh, at the doctor. And I remember dressing to go to the doctor. I'm finally saying to my wife, I said, sweetheart, I've got so much to do downtown. I've got to cancel this. I've got to go downtown. And she said, you're not going to cancel this appointment. You're going to the dermatologist and you don't have been married now for, to the same woman for 46 years. You, you get the sense of determination on occasion, their voices. And I said, okay, okay, yes, dear, I'll go. I'll go. And then just minutes later, uh, she did a telephone call to turn on a television set and witnessed this horrendous circumstance. Uh, the first plane hitting and then the second plane hitting, of course, with the second hit, uh, it became obvious that this was terrorism. But there's a lot of them that have lied about that. Oh, they were meant to be like Mark, Mark Wahlberg. I was meant to be on that flight. If I was on that flight, what I'm flight. saying is, you can tell when it went by people's body language and their their manner of speech when someone's a dodgy, slimy character. Mm. Yeah, Don't you think he's dodgy? He's dodgy. That one. He's dodgy as they come. Mm. So I don't know. That just makes me think maybe there's something behind some insurance stuff. Or you never know. At least. Oh, I'm not land I'm not saying I'm landing on it. I'm just saying uh, my mind's open to that. This is what kills me. Why would they then blow that they would have got the insurance anyway? 
surely that building would have been fucked after the other two buildings fell down. The, the building, the building seven. No, but he wanted the insurance on because he owned the whole lot, didn't he? He owned all of them. Yeah, he wanted the insurance of of the twin towers. Yeah, and the tower seven. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't Surely, know if you're going to, like, this is what I'm trying to understand. If you're going to go to that effort to blow a building down, I'm pretty sure you could pay an engineer, like some dude, to say that building's de- um, like is now um, defective. You have to knock it down because of the other two. You wouldn't have to just go blow it up. That makes no sense. Like, that's so much more effort than what you'd have to do. It's like the moon landing one. It's like, why would you go and fake the moon landing when it would have been easier to just go to the moon? Well, I, I don't give any credence whatsoever in, in moon landing sp- conspiracy. Well, because they're bullshit. But they did it and that's the end of it. But the arguments are there. I'm like, but why would you try to fake something when it was just as much effort to do it? That makes no sense. You just do it. Like, yeah. why would you go faking it? What are you saying? Like, how can they just, just demolish a building? Yeah, it's not that simple. Just to do it. They needed a reason. If this is, you know, the reason why they wanted to get rid of it, they needed a reason. But if you just wanted to get rid of Tower 7, why get rid of the other two towers? That's just totally. Different. You would just fly a plane, even bloody two planes fly them into it. Just right? blow it up and claim it as a terrorist attack. The same thing. You could have literally done the same thing. But honestly, that's what makes no sense. I don't yeah, get but, it. But maybe he wanted those buildings down as well. Like you said, the asbestos. There was an asbestos issue. I don't know. That could have. Someone could have pulled that out of their ass. I don't know. It could be total nonsense. But that's something I've read or, or heard. The fact that the two major towers fell down, surely if you were really trying to knock Tower 7 down as well, there would have been plenty of ways you could have just said, oh, we can't have this tower anymore. It's defective now. We've got to get rid of it. Surely. Their argument is it's been damaged by the falling debris from Towers 1 and 2 and, and uh, you know a handful of floors were on fire. Now, before 9-11, no bu- – this may or may not be true, but what I have also heard is that no building anywhere in the world in the history of mankind, no building has ever fallen down because it was on fire. That day, three did. And, 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 and funny because, like, I witnessed – I saw a building in China. It was the uh, CCTV building, burnt to a crisp and was still standing. Crisp. Or the the one in London. That was not burnt out. Yeah, two years ago. <laughs> you ever seen a building more burnt out than that? That didn't fall down. Top CCCT, CCTV building, Beijing fire. That's pretty fascinating. But having said that, if three buildings are going to fall down for that reason, it would make sense that they're three of the same built buildings, right? Fair enough. Yep, I'll give you that. If one's built like that and it does the same thing, then. The other ones, like logically, that might happen to the other one as well, right? Yeah. So I'm like, well, I don't like the fact that one of three is irrelevant. As long as one fell down, then it makes sense the other two would fall down. Well, the answer to the other two would be the same as the first one. Oh, so I'm just YouTube, just not YouTube, just go on Google, type in CCTV Tower Beijing. Just to look at that fire. Just have a look at that fire. But to preface this to anyone who's listening, right, what year was that building built? That one there? CCT. 2005, Okay. What year was the World Trade Center built? 1972. Uh, There is a little bit difference happening in 40 years. A little bit. I mean, there's a little bit of building difference, right? Like I said, like I said, I am not 
too much nut job to land on a, a conclusion, all right? I don't know. But you, there's, there's no, nothing that anyone can tell me that will make me stop thinking that 9-11 is not fully the way the official story is, okay? There's dodgy shit behind 9-11. And you don't need to be a conspiracy nut job to, to, to see what's obvious. Where's the plane? Hey? What do you mean, where's the plane? The plane hit the building. No, the one, the Pentagon. Where's the, where's the left over that one? I'll, I'll get to that in a sec, but anyway. Where's the one in Pennsylvania? Where's that plane? Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that as well in a sec. But the, 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 the main thing, like, the, generally the obvious answer is probably the case. Like, if you want to go a conspiracy theory, like, this is what I don't get. The conspiracy theory about the 9-11, if you want to call it that, right, what purpose would, would blowing two buildings, three buildings be to the Americans? What purpose would it be? If you want to go to a conspiracy theory? I don't it? know. Like I said, I don't have a, a conclusion, a reason. The only I don't benefit, know. The only benefit you'd get is if you want to use that as an excuse to go to war, maybe, if you wanted to do that, right? That could be part of it. That could be part of it, right? But I could do a lot of things to give you an excuse to go to war. You didn't have to blow down two buildings. Well, they tried to blow one up and they didn't go to war over that, did they, back in 92, 93, sorry? Are you talking about Hiroshima? One of the one of the towers. Yeah, tried to blow it up in the basement. There was a there was a that was an American dude. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. You are talking about the the what was that the Oklahoma That's one? Oklahoma. The the nineteen ninety three the basement bombing of the World Trade Center was done by terrorists with the same ones to do the supposedly the tower. If you want to go to the a real conspiracy theory, the Oklahoma ones actually probably. A legit one because they there's a I think we mentioned that before. There's a documentary about it which I still have never watched because he was but, a CIA um, sort of uh, test. They reckon that they reckon that that McVeigh they set him up as a patsy. Yeah, they cooked him. Again, I don't know enough about it to to go there. So no, the, no, the one about the the what was it? What was that um, term for the government that they were in? Metal was that M- MK Ultra or whatever it was? MK Ultra. It's the mind programming stuff. Yeah, then they fried him a bit and they made him more paranoid and that's why he went and did – that's one of them. But oh, so he did do it, but they, they programmed him to go. Not they programmed to do it. It's just they kind of made him a bit psycho. Well, the Unibomber was one, wasn't he? Yeah, the Unibomber. That's what I'm talking about. Not the McVeigh, the one that did the school shooting. <laughs> We're all over the place here. What's the, what's the Unibomber story? What, wasn't he trying to blow up a plane? Is that – that one? Wasn't that the Oklahoma? No, no, different. That's a different guy again. Timothy McVeigh was one? Yeah, that's the school. That's Columbine. No, no, it's not. No. 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 McVeigh is Oklahoma, Oklahoma building. Timothy McVeigh is Oklahoma. Then you have you – have, um, That's a completely different one to Unabomber, whatever that is. He was sending packages to, to people to blow them up, remember? Uh, they caught him. They caught him, yeah. Yeah, he's an American dude. He was a cook guy. So is he still alive and still in jail? Oh, no, no, no. But he was a CIA guy, I think, the Unabomber. But, but, but yeah, anyway, do you want me to go back to the – Let's go back to – let's just stick to one conspiracy theory for today. The, the, the plane at the Pentagon and the, and the field in wherever where it was. But the plane at the Pentagon, is it, why do you find it strange that there's no plane? I don't understand that. Why is that strange? Man, they found the wreckage. They found pieces of MH370 that landed in the middle of the fucking ocean. I get that. No, no, but what I'm saying is it's the Pentagon. So, of course, they're not going to tell you anything of what's happened. That's what I'm saying. I was like, well, the conspiracy theory is whether there's not a plane or not. It's just they're not telling you any information. 
That's what I'm saying. I was like, well, but that's not strange that they would give you nothing information about the Pentagon. I don't find that strange. They don't give you any information about it anyway. So what are, what are, what are the, the um, I suppose, the conspiracy reasoning about the Pentagon is that, is that um, you know, a big, a, a big kind of rectangle or whatever was, was pretty much taken out, but where the wings would have hit, there's no damage or something like that. That's, I don't know. But, like, I, it's not strange that they, they're not releasing information from the Pentagon. That's the thing about that one. That does not surprise me that they don't give people the information of what happened there. It's the fucking Pentagon, man. Of course, they're not giving you information about that. The wreckage, the the, the photos after that, you would see a something of a plane. You would see some. Surely, you'd see something. Lockerbie blew up in the middle of the sky. You got fragments of a plane. You would see something. You'd see you'd see a piece of sheet metal for Christ's sake. But this is the thing. But this is what I'm trying to say to you about a conspiracy theory. The theory there should be the government is withholding information from us, which yeah, they probably are. But is that strange that they're doing that? At the Pentagon. No. Well, that's what I don't get, but no shit, they're not telling you everything. That's the Pentagon. Some people, and look, this I, I'm not one of them, but some people say that uh, it wasn't a plane that that hit the Pentagon. It was a, like a guided missile. Yeah, but even if that's the case, what difference does it make? If it was a guided missile rather than a, an airliner, then, you know, the, the military did it to, to themselves for whatever particular reason. And then... And then there's something about Donald Rumsfeld had, had said there was billions of dollars or trillions of dollars missing because, I'd, again, I don't know. I can't, I can't talk definitively on this because I don't have the patience to study it. This brings me back to my initial original thing about conspiracy theories. You have to have a point. If, you, if you're going to say that it was actually a guided missile, just, I'll, I'll make one for you, right? I just, I just like talking about it. It's interesting. Yeah, I know, but this is why I'm saying when people bring up a story like this, right, and they say it was a guy, I'm just saying hypothetically it was a guided missile, right? So if the original intent was to try and get America to go to war, they could have done that with just a guided missile to the Pentagon. That would have been in itself enough. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't understand. Like, you got to have the point at the end to get there, and I don't get that what's happening. But this, there. but my, my argument, my my theory is this: How on earth? Is any mere mortal supposed to know what the point is? How how we do, how are we going to know? That's not what I'm saying to you, Metal. What I'm saying to you is a conspiracy theory. If you want to, if somebody's going to generate a conspiracy theory, right? If somebody's going to go on there and generate one, it has to have a point. That's the point of a conspiracy theory. Okay, what I'm saying is, okay, regardless of whatever theory it is, this does not add up. A simple person would say, yeah, it's saying it's not right here. Surely, it just the evidence shows you it doesn't add up. There's something, something's there that does not add up. Okay, yeah, but you're, you're blurring the distinction between a conspiracy theory and them not giving you information. They're not the same thing. Like a conspiracy theory, the whole purpose is that what is the, the given theory, right, that people accept as, as, as fact, right, we'll say as fact, right, is completely not the case. It's been fabricated to give you a different opinion. That's not necessarily what's happening here. I agree, there's no plane. But the fact that they possibly just took all the wreckage on purpose, like that's not surprising for the Pentagon to me. That's not. Yeah, but okay, they take the wreckage. Hang on. You can't take the wreckage in 24 minutes. Who said it was 24 minutes, but? This is what I'm saying to you. Who said it was 24 minutes? It's more like 24 seconds. 24 seconds after that. I suppose you know a plane hit the Pentagon. There was there were cameras on it. If you want to take a conspiracy theory from nine eleven, right? 
right? This is the one that you would take, okay? All right, let's hear it. Pennsylvania now. We'll go to Pennsylvania, all right? That was first reported. So if you go look at it, it was first reported as the US shot down a passenger plane. It was reported? Yes. By, by actual news outlets? Yes. All right. Now, that is possibly what happened because that makes sense. But then the government kind of said to them, look, don't say that to people. Just say that they pushed it down and they were heroes and blah, blah, blah. That makes sense, right? Where was it heading to? New York or Washington? Washington. So it was potentially going to the White House. The White House, apparently. So, but that's apparently how it was first reported, right? That would make sense. That would, that would make sense. But that's, that's, again, not strange. Like, So they had to sacrifice civilians. Yeah, that's right. And In a way, the one, and to I, take out the terrorists. And I don't think anyone would say, well, we kind of, I think there's, you, you got obviously you know, you'd get backlash, but I don't know if the backlash would be as big as, look, we didn't know where they were going to blow it up. Could have killed another 3,000 people. Instead of knocking the plane down, right? So you don't know that. I would totally see why they would never release that information because that's that's kind of like a taboo thing in a way. They potentially had to do it. Yeah. So, but but that's the whole thing about. But it's but it's a taboo because the government is technically killing its own citizens. It's a scary thought. That theory has a point. They just don't want people to know that they blew it down, so they told them, "Hey, don't say that. Say they wrestled it down. It crashed down." Right. Yeah. That could have also been what happened at the White House medal. They actually could have tried to shut it down and fucking that's what happened. But they're not going to tell people that, are they? At the Pentagon, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but there has to be – all I'm saying is there's surely there's got to be wreckage somewhere of a plane. That's all I'm saying because the photos of the bomb that happened and the building's still on fire, I don't see a wing or an engine or a tail or a rotor or a wheel, nothing. Do you want me to write a conspiracy theory for you right now? I'll write a conspiracy theory. Right now, there's no wreckage because I'll give you I'll actually make one up right now as we're talking, right? There's no wreckage. Let's put this out there like so other people can actually hear it. That'd be great. There's no wreckage at the Pentagon because the US shot it down, it didn't crash into it, and they didn't want proof that they hit it with a rocket. So they hit all the wreckage and said it fell down and we took it away. How you go? There's a conspiracy hang on. theory for it. All right, hang on. Let's say that, that they did that. They shot down the one that hit I, the Pentagon. I just made that Why up. Still hit the pen- Why did it still hit the Pentagon? But I just made that yeah, up. Like- <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, uh, hey, what I'm trying to say is, okay, if that is the case, where, where is the wreckage? Why aren't we drinking? We should be drinking beers here, I reckon. No, but, but Metal, I just said to you that I just said, oh, they took it away so people couldn't put it back together to say, oh, you blew it up. So in the year 2001, when there was access to cameras and phones and stuff like that, Oh, we near the same access as today. Yeah, yeah, but there was still access because there's and, and at the Pentagon, might I add, the Pentagon, might I add, which you're not, which you're not allowed to film. Which is, which is still access, right? That they were able to send the media there at the moment that it hit, and they managed to clear the wreckage pretty fast. So they were able to get the logistically able to get all the trucks, all the army, and all the stuff to get the cranes in and everything to shift the plane out before the media got there. My God, my God. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Remember that whole saying, whoever controls the media controls the narrative? Do you remember that saying? Mm-hmm. All right. So is it so implausible, right, that they would say to the media outlets, mate, don't show that, otherwise, yeah, you're not going to be showing anything else? The one that hit the field, they also say that there's no, there's no plane wreckage there. No, that, isn't, there, isn't there footage of that one? 
And some people say that that hole in the ground was already there too. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying I even agree with that. That sounds a bit far fetched, but I don't know. And then if we go back to uh, Building Seven, how about the BBC report before it fell, saying that it was already that there. it had already fallen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you see that? What was that one? Say that again, sorry. There's a BBC report that day, mm-hmm. standing in front of Building Seven, like in, it's in the background, a distance away, but you can see that Building Seven. It's still standing, and the the reporter is saying presenter crossed to her and said reports have come in that you know another building the Salomon building whatever which is building seven has recently uh fallen to the ground as well it hadn't fallen yet it fell like an hour later or something how did they know that it was going to fall very strange one yeah, but I, I'll, I'll bring back to the thing i've said the whole time okay, what's the kind of the point of that conspiracy theory but I don't, I don't understand what the difference of whether they blew up Tower 7 or it fell down itself. What purpose does that prove? I don't understand. What are we getting at with Tower 7? How do you know the insurance policy didn't have something specifically covered? Did- but this is what I'm saying. I don't care. We don't know the reason why they might have yeah, done it. But a conspiracy theory is not a theory unless it has the point. Like that's the whole point of a conspiracy theory. Like it has to have a point to change the narrative. And if it doesn't, then it's just – Okay, we don't have – so it's not a conspiracy theory. It's conspiracy questions, let's call yes. it, right? Okay, thank you. But it's, just, it's just an unanswered question then. It's not a theory, conspiracy All right, theory. Then it's, then it's fine. All right, whatever definition or, or, or name or title you give it, that's, that's fine, all right? We don't have, a, cons- we don't have a, con- a conspiracy theory that comes to a conclusion, and I keep saying that. I don't have any conclusions. This is what I always bring up with Merlo. I was like, but if it doesn't have a, a theory point to it, like what difference does it make whether it blew, it fell down or you blew it up? Like if it, it doesn't change anything, whether that that's, that sort of fact doesn't change anything anyway. It doesn't change whether they would have gone to war. Does it change? It doesn't change anything to do that. So I was like, what's the, whether it blew down or it didn't, what difference does it make? I'll, I'll give you another one, right? You know the wreckage of the plane that supposedly no one can find because there's no wreckage, right? You know, Where are we talking about here? Any of Pennsylvania or whatever, whichever one you want to talk about, the one that, where's no wreckage, where's the wreckage, right? Now you think about it, right? In 1979, Skylab, which was a space station in fucking outer space, crashed in Western Australia and they were able to find the wreckage. So you're telling me. That you're not able to find the wreckage of a plane in the middle of Pennsylvania, nothing, right? But you were able to find Skylab. They come through, burnt through the whatever the you know the because of the heat or whatever it burns through the atmosphere, yeah, and fell, you know, how many kilometers from the top of the earth? But they they were able to find that. You know what I mean? That's in Western Australia, the remote Western Australia, mind you. As it came up when MH370, when MH370 went missing, right, right. So what did they say about find a transponder, for instance, right? So they have a transponder on there. Why do you have a transponder? Because you want to be found, right? So there's a distinction between whether something wants to be found or they want to find something or they don't want to find something. They're very different distinctions there, Metal. This is the thing about Pennsylvania itself, right? Because if you actually go through some of the reports when it first happened was it got shot down. And if you looked at the wreckage, it's a, a photo and there's a hole in the ground. Who knows what it is? We assume it. That's what it is. Right? But the theory of that is that they shot it down 
because they didn't want it to crash wherever it was crashing, but they didn't want them to show that they had shot it down. They wanted to say that they they over they overpowered the terrorists and they crashed it. Right? I understand that's the theory. Same result, less blowback. Yes, exactly. There, there is a purpose to that. Okay, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like without a purpose to the theory, it it doesn't it doesn't change anything. It's 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 pointless. It's just discussing who which you know which way really whether it crashed or whether it. See now, when they whether it crashed or whether it shot down is a big distinction to the way the story is reported. The other one of whether Building Seven fell down or whether it was blew down doesn't change anything else that happened on that day. It actually doesn't change the narrative of what happened about terrorists blowing up the twin towers. That doesn't change. It still exists. A point of you know people saying that that you know Building Seven fell at free fall speed. So to, to, for a building that size to fall at free fall speed, it had to have been a controlled demolition, right? Because why isn't it just, you know, one floor falls on top of another floor, stop, 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 like that. But it just all crumbled all at once, free fall speed. So people track back and go, all right, so if all this really happened in the way they say it did, that could not have fallen at free fall speed. Therefore, it had to have been set up previously. Why, why was it set up previously? In other words, set up to blow previously. Why? What are they trying to hide? Blah, blah, blah. Right. But did, did the other towers not fall though? The other towers fell at pretty much free fall speed as well. But, that's, but I'm saying like I would find it strange if one fell at free fall speed it, 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 like, that's the thing. If they all fell like that, which they kind of all did fall the same way, right? But isn't that just sort of more of a reflection on how they built it? Because they all well, fell just, the same. Uh, can I just, uh, just got a question to, to say something to that? If you go back to the 1993 bombing of the basement, right? Those towers have four structure points, right? Now, when that bomb went off, and I can't remember how many people died, it blew out two of their structures, right? And the building was still able to stand. With the core being blown up, so if anything, it should have toppled over then. Okay, I, I'm going to go back to what the first so, sentence I said to you. And I don't mind you having a theory medal. I actually don't. That's fine. What's the point? What are you trying to prove with this theory, though? Do, was it not the terrorists who blew it up? Is that what you're trying to say? Oh my god. No, but that's what I'm trying to get at. What 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 are we trying to prove? Okay, okay, the theory. So let's go back to conspiracy questions because this is what I'm trying to work out because I haven't based my theory yet because there's too many options for theories. Pick one. I don't care. Pick one. At least pick one. They wanted to implement the Patriot Act, which was already written. The CCTV building. Just please have a look at that one. Just please have a look at that building. Yeah, I've seen the CCTV building. I've been there in real life with you and we've seen it. Have a look. I was there just after Where the Where is the CCTV tower? Where? Beijing. Just do CCTV fire, Beijing. Just have a look at it. Go to Google. Go to- CCTV tower fire, Beijing. This is great. This is great podcasting, I must say. Like, you know, <laughs> go to, go- we'll, just, we'll just make an episode watching <laughs> YouTube. <please. laughs> it's basically the, um, the podcast version of Gogglebox. Go to images. Do you get any images? All right, I'm looking at the images. Yes, it's it's on fire from top to bottom. Still bottom standing, to top. mind you. Able to be rebuilt, mind you. It got rebuilt. 
I don't know if they're relevant to the three of the same buildings built in New York in the seventies. Metal, like I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think building technology changed like hugely in twenty two five years, whatever it was that they got built. You, you don't reckon that? Look at the CCTV building. That look at the CCTV building in in Beijing now. It's a freaking M. It's like um. Is there actually video of this thing burning? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Being being called CCTV, you'd want there to be some bloody video. So it burnt on opening night. Do you know how it burnt? Opening night? Yeah, opening (laughs) night because they lit fireworks. They lit fireworks in it. So they had fireworks and the fireworks got caught in the air conducts and that's that's what happened. (laughs) Did anyone die? No. Oh, everyone got evacuated, but. Well, if I did, we wouldn't know anyway, but. Simon, in real life, it's actually a wicked building too next door. The M, the CC, it's like this giant M. It's like massive cantilever, and it's like this. It's wicked in real life. It's awesome. That's this is the other building. It's two parts or something. One of them is completely burnt. Anyway, but but that's like I don't mind you having uh, uh, thinking that's the case, Mel. That's fine. But there's got there has to be a point to like there's got to be a reason to it. I don't understand this. Why? I think it's fair to say that we we have questions. We don't have a theory. Yeah. And and leave it there. And leave it at time. The thing is, we'll never have a theory because we're not privy to any information. How the hell do we know? To have a theory, you're just pulling that out and of your ass. You don't know. But I think it's very legitimate to have questions such as, how the hell did that building fall at free fall speed instead of like toppling one floor at a time, blah, blah, blah. I think that's fair to ask. There's YouTube videos showing um, the fire of how it spreads and why that would occur as well. So you can go the other way and show that. But if that's the case and you want to say, yeah, that's fine, they dem- demoed it down, right? Like, it's, I, I just, if you're going to bring up a theory, right, it has to have a point. It's not a theory, remember? It's just a question. It's not really. That's, that's, that's all. Much like, so everyone has one, you know, there's a conspiracy theory that you might think that's probably true. My one's the Disney Frozen one. Have you heard the Disney Frozen one? No, let's go into so, that. No, no, it's just Disney made the movie Frozen so that when you Google Disney Frozen, you don't find out that Walt Disney was frozen when he died. They cryogenically froze him. Oh, so he's coming back? Well, that's what he was wanted to do because apparently he was a weirdo. But anyway, but that's. Do you actually believe that one? No, but at least like they made the movie Frozen, right? And they specifically called it Frozen. So when you Google Walt Disney Frozen, the actual movie shows up and not the bad PR about him being cryogenically frozen. He, is he actually cryogenically frozen? Yeah. Where is he stored? I wherever it is. I don't know where. Where's he from? Probably in his. Probably in the middle of his theme park. Is this actually like common knowledge? But that's what that's what I'm saying. Like a conspiracy theory. There is is um, that's why they've done something like that. It has a point to it, right? Oh, hang on, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm a bit confused. Mm. Is the conspiracy theory that he was? Frozen or that they created the thing so that no information comes up about him being frozen? Him being frozen has always, like cryogenically frozen, has always been something that was talked about since he died. So like Elvis is still alive type of thing. Yeah, so that, that's always the thing. Because people, there's heaps of other rumour is it that he they froze him so when they could re, reanimate him, that when later down the track he could come back alive or something. Basically, the whole premise of um, Futurama, the TV show. I think that's got to be the most far-fetched thing I've ever heard. More, more far-fetched than the moon landing. But that's not the conspiracy theory. The conspiracy theory was they made the movie Frozen so that when you Google that, 
it doesn't show as that because they didn't like that PR, right? Which is not that far fetched that you just call the name frozen, right? So that's it. So that has a point. Yeah, but listen, listen my, my, my thing is we will never know the point. The idea that because they've done it specifically, so you don't know. That's I know, but that's I know, the whole but idea. That, I know, but that's the premise of a conspiracy theory is that you can't prove it. It is just a conspiracy. That's the whole point of it. That's the point. It's a conspiracy. People might listen to this and go, I'm at least two out of three of us are absolute nut jobs or whatever. However, I keep, I, I just want to re- reiterate, I don't have a conclusion. Or I don't, I, and, and what I've discovered is I don't even have a theory. I only have questions. And my questions are quite easily shot down. I'm quite easy, I'm happy to, to admit that. But I just wonder about people who have this, have theories, right? Whether it's 9 11 stuff or moon landing or any kind of conspiracy theory, and they are so married to it. You know what I mean? And you can't bend them. You can't make them see any other reason or any other people's uh, um, perspective. Like people make podcasts on their, about their conspiracy theories. Like, you know, their whole podcast is about. Everything's a conspiracy, and the, and everyone's conspiring against us, type of thing. Whether that be five G, coronavirus, nine eleven, Illuminati, bullshit after bullshit after bullshit. I'm just like saying the the mindset of that type of person freaks me out. Like, my God, you've got to be look. All I'm saying, right, is there's a lot of questions that the media. Oh yeah, just just accept the fact that that's what happened. Well, it's like really, like you don't have to be a genius to work out that doesn't really add up. Now, whatever it was, we don't know. We assume, yes, the terrorist bomb that I went to, it is what it is. But what I'm saying is, come on. Doesn't that seem just like a little bit just like, what the hell does that happen? Just defies science, defies logic, really. Or maybe it is what it isn't. Yeah? It's just like, <laughs> surely, like, they tried to bomb it before. They blew at the bottom of the building and it's still standing. And then I don't know. It's just yeah. I don't know. I just find, I reckon it raises a lot of questions. Did yes, it did it happen. Of course it did. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know I'm not denying that. Did we go to war? Of course we did. You know what I mean? Did we do the right thing? Well, yes. In hindsight, yes, we did. But there's still a lot of questions you've got to ask yourself about it. And just like you know, because it's like when you ask a question, you get an answer. That doesn't really answer my question. You know what I mean? So like that that doesn't make sense. Like that building, just like. Statistic just falling like the way it did. It's just that would that would fall over. You know, that's just saying that that's science. You're arguing with like it's just defying science what they're saying. That's all I'm saying. No, but you can find one. Yeah, but see, you can find a scientist that tells you no, that's fine. It's just the way it burnt. Like that's what you're saying. I was, I was going to say you say you can say yeah, it defies science. But even like I've said, how does that building fall at free fall speed? Maybe it maybe it can. Maybe I'm not saying that I you know. I definitely know that the science is, um, you know, impossible that that building fell at free fall speed. Maybe it can. Maybe it just bloody crumbled into into dust because physics dictates that that's what can happen. Who look, knows? It, there was three of them that happened, so maybe they were built in a way that that's how the fire made them fall. I don't know. But there's people that say that's the way it happened, right? But the whole, as I said, the whole point that we're going through when we're going through the theory part of it was that it, like, even if that changes, whether you think they were blown up or whether you think they fell down or whether you think the plane blew them down, whether you think that's the case, does it change the end outcome? No, not saying it does. Then that's not a conspiracy theory then. To me, it has to actually change the common held belief of what is what the why it occurred. If it doesn't do that, it's not a conspiracy theory then. 
That's right. It's just questions. I have questions. I have a lot of questions. That's all. I have questions. It's like, at the end of the day, I have questions. But I get that. But your question has to fundamentally change the 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 common held belief. That's that's the thing. If it doesn't change the common held belief, then yeah, you're just arguing which which was, I suppose, like a small fact of it rather than the actual purpose. And I think that conspiracy theory targets the purpose, not the fact of it. I think that you. I think that you. People are more nutty if they land on the purpose. The questions, I think, are fair enough, right? I think it's because if something just doesn't compute in your mind logically or rationally, it's fair enough to have questions, no matter about what that might be about. But where you get nutty is when you say it's because of this purpose. Like, who the fuck is anybody to know? But that's what specifically makes a conspiracy theory. I know. I know. So that's that's fantastic. That means you can't call me a conspiracy theorist because I haven't got a theory. Yeah. So that's good. That makes me feel good. But also feel good that I also feel fine with the fact that there are questions in my mind. Yeah. Also, because I'm not obviously I'm just not the type of person that you can just tell some something to and they're just going to agree with something, whether that's you know, you just tell me something or you see it in the media or whatever. I think it's it's an analytical person is always going to have some kind of questions. Try to break a th- try to break something down. Have you have you actually watched the first um, Jack Reacher film? You ever watched that film with Tom Cruise? No. Yeah, great movie. Great. Oh, I can't I can't bring it up now. Can you watch it and then you can discuss again another time? Was well, that a conspiracy conspiracy thing? What is it? You can't, yeah. I don't. I don't want to ruin the movie for you. It's actually quite a quite an entertaining movie. Yes, there's um, there's basically um, me a lot of homework here. No, no, no. Just it's it's just an entertaining movie. Just watch it, and you'll see. That's something I, I would. The way I would explain what I'm trying to say is that it's going to change the purpose, and that's, that's yeah. yeah that's no, I, and I agree with you. I I can see your point. Yeah, and no, I agree. Look, I agree with you too. But what I'm saying is, we're not privy to what Jack Reacher has to get that information to change the point. So I can't make a theory. He was able to make a theory because he had the whole information in front of him. David Icke, he's probably the most biggest well-known conspiracy theorist in in the world, right? And he's been going on that uh, London Reel, which we've also discussed previously, talking about this 5G and coronavirus. And he's got all these these things, oh, that, you know, 5G is causing coronavirus. And But to your point, Dom, He's not saying any reason why. And it's so hard for me to watch it. Like I've, I've tried to watch a couple of them and I can't get through it because he's just like, but why? I, I, he's saying all this stuff and I'm asking, I'm saying to the screen, but tell us why these, they're doing this. Tell us why this is happening. Who's doing it? You know what I mean? He's always, it's always the, the general they, they, they. And that fucking shoots me. People listen to this guy. And, and think that he's some guru, that he knows all this stuff. Where would you get your information from? How have you verified it? Who are the they that you keep referring to? You know what I mean? How? What's the science behind 5G causing coronavirus? Like, don't just say it happens. Give us the science behind it. But but people fall for it just because some guy's on, on, on the internet saying it. Drives me insane. And then you've got that, Mel, you said that that um, – Brian, what's his name? Brian the Rose. London Rose. Brian Rose. Brian. He laps it up, mate. He laps it up. This is supposed to be an intelligent guy. He doesn't question him. 
Like, fuck. Drives me insane. Question him. Ask him these questions that I've just brought up. Who are they? What's the science behind it? How does it happen? Break it all down. No, just you just accept these these. But you know, these like, exactly like you just said there. Though. So, five G causing coronavirus, right? Oh, That's the conspiracy. That's just, that one there, okay? crazy. But yeah. again, this is when I bring you back conspiracy theories. I'm like, but why, 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 why go to that effort for what? I don't understand. What are you achieving out of this? Five G is going to cause coronavirus. These special they Illuminati people, whatever you hell you want to call them, they're going to get it too. Doesn't make sense. But you. You want to kill the public, you're going to kill yourselves. But, that, but that's exactly my point. What are you achieving by killing people? That doesn't matter. Like, I'm like, but the, the point of a theory is you have to have the purpose to do it in the beginning. So why do like, that? Make, that's what I'm saying. Like, they've just pulled two things that are going to kill people happen. and you take out taxpayers, basically. It doesn't make any sense, does it? I, and that's what I don't get. I'm like, but. Yeah, I know. I totally see. I totally agree. And, and that's what it is. I was like, but you've got to have an end reason for doing things. People, it's, it's essentially no different to when you investigate a murder. What was the motive? People just don't go around willy-nilly knocking people in the head, right? Generally, there's a motive or there's something wrong with the guy, right? Generally, what they say, these conspiracy nut jobs, what they say the motive is it's to control us, all right? Something general like that. There's never anything specific, you know? They want to create a hunger – David Icke keeps saying they want to create a Hunger Games society, right, where, you know, basically the cattle class is subservient to the rich and the political class and things like that. But how does that serve that upper class? Because that upper class already has it good anyway. But that's exactly the point. Like they, that already occurs. So why would exactly. they make this effort to do the same thing that happens? Exactly. And you know what? If I'm worth $100 billion, I'll just pay someone to do the shit I don't want to do. Why would I try and control humanity? It makes no sense. It's fucking like, Jesus Christ, guys. It's illogical. So, yeah, yeah. And, and everything's Bill Gates' fault. Yeah, that's all, that's all shit. It's all rubbish. So these nutcases. I have. I look. I don't believe none of that crap. That's just rubbish. Five G, man. We've had. How long have we had mobile phones for? Four Gs. It's not different, guys. Same thing, eh? Yeah. It's just a different well, every time. Every time a new G comes out, all this. This is probably the worst example of it with the five G. But every time, you know, every, when they jumped from you know to two G and to three G, at each at each iteration, every you know these nut jobs came out of the woodwork about it. And then nothing happened. No one died because of 3G and 4G. No one's going to die because of 5G. It just happened to coincide, I suppose, with this coronavirus. And, they, and there's- That's all it is. It's just um, it's circumstantial that happened at the same time, even though 5G has been around for a while. So I don't really get that. Um, you know, like my modem sends out a 5G signal. But anyway, don't worry about that. Yeah, that's out for ages. 5G has been going for ages. Yeah, it's probably for about three years, actually. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't get it. But anyway, yeah. just Modems have been 5G ready for probably about three years, maybe more. That's what I'm saying to you. So I was like, well, I don't – like, you know, it's been in your house for the last three years, but now all of a sudden you're upset about it. But gone down some rabbit holes in this one. I told you. I said don't bring it up. This is a big issue. Eh? <laughs> you, you taunted me and we got there in the end. Uh, just as long as I'm clear that I don't want to be branded with, you know, conspiracy nut job. Like, like Same. People that land on conclusions I think are far different than people that just have questions. You tangled, you, you dangled the old fishing line in front of me. You went fishing <laughs> and you got me. You caught me. Right? <laughs> 
But yeah, but look, really, out of all the conspiracies, they're all rubbish, really. Don't I only have the questions, you know? That's all I have. Just questions. We, we did not even discuss JFK. <laughs> okay. That's a good point to end on, I think. But I think JFK is one of those ones that everyone agrees there's something like everyone agrees there is something more to it, right? And it's again that changing the purpose is well, if you knew what the purpose was, you could probably figure out the the actual conspiracy. But some people say that the purpose was that he was going after the mafia, so well, the mafia, that, and that's the mafia is one of them. Conservatives are another, blah blah blah. You know, Cuban, Cuba was another one. Cuba is another one. The communists, blah blah blah. So it could be tied in with the um, uh, Operation Northwood. Do you know that? How the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Chief Joint Chiefs of Staff, wanted to set up uh, a mission to blow up Cuba, blow up an airline an airliner and blame it on Cuba, I think it was. And they took this plan to JFK and he vetoed it. He said, no, we're not doing that, okay? And uh, and then to get back at JFK for not going along with that is also part of why yeah, they're but, not but they also, they also, JFK, JFK also vetoed them on the um, so the Cuban Missile Crisis because they wanted a full-out war to blow up uh, to Cuba. They wanted to launch a uh, nuclear. They wanted a full-on invasion of of, um, of Cuba. So it was like, For what purpose? Because they had the nuclear weapons there, remember? Because the Russians were storing nuclear yeah, weapons. Yeah, 100%. So the problem with that one is it's definitely before, it was kind of before our time. So it's very hard to, like I didn't know the world circumstances at the time. I think that would have changed your view. That's why I was saying over that YouTube channel, The Cold War, and it's it's a seven-part series. A guy talks about it. My God, it was full. Whew. Mate, the world was at the brink. Like, we didn't realise how close. Like When you go, you started at school, you're like, yeah, okay. You know? Yeah, what, what's that Russian guy's name that didn't launch the missiles? That was another guy. That was another the guy. Fault, the, false, the false flag or whatever it was. There was another guy on, uh, on a uh, Russian submarine. Watching the radar, and he's like, uh, "They just launched five missiles at us." There's a hunt for Red October sort of shit. The, no, 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 Crimson Tide, like Crimson Tide. That's it. Somewhere. And so, yeah, and so he averted um, nuclear war because they were going to shoot back. And he said, "Nah, I think it's fake, right? I don't think it's right." And it wasn't right. It was a, it was a thing. So they, they were going to shoot back, and he said no. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Because yeah, the captain wanted it. His name was. His name was Stanislav Ragovich Petrov. Yeah, didn't he get an award? The Americans gave him an award for humanity or humanitarian award or some shit mm, like that. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. Like everyone was always on the brink. Well, I think at the end of the day, there's not going to be a winner. You start, you start throwing nuclear stuff at each other. It's uh, game over for the whole world. 1983 Soviet nuclear false alarm incident. Yeah, yeah. 19 what? 83. 83. Oh, yeah. Actually, mate, this is that. Crimson Tide. I haven't seen it. Go read it, Simon. It's a very interesting, um, very interesting story. And he goes, they wouldn't, the Americans wouldn't attack like that. So his reasoning was that they wouldn't do it like that. Um, so that's why he didn't shoot back. And then he was right. It wasn't, it wasn't correct. It was a problem. So what was it that he saw on radar? Nuclear bombs. Multiple nuclear bombs. And he's like, that's not what the American, that's not their style. Like they wouldn't have done that. Okay, but it showed up on the radar. So what was yeah, it? Yeah, so it was a what what was it, Metal? 
Soviet nuclear false alarm incident, nineteen eighty three. It was like when pretty much when Reagan got in, wasn't it? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And then about a year later, or it was about a year later, they, they did. Yeah, it was in 86, I think, and that was in front of Brandenburg. And a few years later, that's knocked down. I can't actually say I was anywhere that day. So I don't know where you fell. Well. I was at school when that happened. I remember that. We were at school. I was like, oh, my God, the Burning Moors come down. Then was like, the teacher was like, 89. I came down it was 89. 89. It's November 89, 1st of November or something like that, 89, 7th of November. It was 89. Yeah, it, was, it was November 89. And I remember the teacher at school, I think it was Mr. Loney, I think it was somewhere, we were principals or whatever, was saying, oh, you don't understand, this is like a big thing. <laughs> it was like, kids, you're, this is history. <laughs> I don't remember it. It was like, it was like a big thing. It was like, holy shit, the, the Berlin Wall's come down. All right. How about we wrap this up? Yeah. Yeah. I told you he dangled that carrot in front of me and I took it. Oh, my God. I'm, I think this is the longest episode we've done. And, oh, by uh, far, I think. 75% of it was uh, conspiracy nut job stuff. Was it? Was it? Yeah, it was my rant. <laughs> you, got me, you got me worked up. That's what happens. It wasn't just you. Don't worry. Don't no, no, worry, but I was like, me, me and Melo have certain topics we try not to touch too often because they, they devil into the rabbit hole and you don't get out. We'll have to do this again. All right, Dominic, thank you very much for uh, gracing us with your presence. Thanks for having um, me, Phyllis. Might have to get you on and get rid of your brother, maybe. Uh, that could be the go. <laughs> That's right. uh, I'll just have to um, just uh, brush up on the rest of my conspiracy theories and then we'll come back. Conspiracy questions. Watch the Frozen one, man. You'll see. You'll see what I mean. Oh, my God. i got work to do. I can't spend my day Googling. Just watch Jack Reacher. Theories and- Jack Reacher and you'll kind of see what I'm trying to trying to point. Is that on Netflix? Because if it's not on Netflix, I can, I can have it playing while, uh, while I'm working. It's on Netflix. I watched it about two months ago. Oh, the other one, have you seen um, John Wick? I was going to ask you. That's right. Because when you said Jack Reacher, the first thing that popped into my head was John Wick. But I thought they were the same thing. So what's John Wick about? Oh, I can't tell you. You have to watch it. Highly recommend it. That's uh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Generally. Isn't there like three or four movies of that it's one? Three. Yeah. But the first one's the best one by far. Uh, John Wick's amazing. Such an underrated movie. I've seen that pop up on, on Netflix, but I haven't clicked on it. Definitely that. watch John Wick. And you'll be like, what? This is amazing. Amazing. Oh, I, mean, I love it. We could go on for days, but we, we should end oh, up. We'll come back next time we talk about John Wick. If I've had a chance to watch any of this, maybe we'll, we'll reconvene and, uh, and break it down, have a review. No worries. All right, guys, been a, uh, a pleasure. No worries. To all our listeners out there, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just do a search for Chronicles on the Fly and you will surely find us and send us a message and say, plus what nuts we are. <laughs> Adios. Ciao. Ciao. See you, fellas. See you. You know, one thing I remember with my son, who is quite, he's quite disagreeable by temperament, which is actually a good thing as far as I'm concerned, although it, it brings its own challenges. And so with my daughter, when she was misbehaving, she was pretty agreeable. And, uh, you know, if she was misbehaving, I could basically just look at her and then she'd quit, you know. But my son, it was like, that was just nothing. You're looking at me? It's like, no, that's just not going to go anywhere, man. (laughs) And so then I'd like tell him to stop and that really wasn't having much of an effect either. He'd just sort of maybe laugh or run away or whatever. I mean, he was a tough little rat. And... (laughs) You know, what I would do with him is he would be doing something and I'd interfere and he'd get upset and, you know, angry. And so then I'd get him to sit on the steps and I told him, this is when he was about two. I said, look, you're going to sit on the steps. That's time out. You're going to sit on the steps 
until you've got control of yourself and you can come back and be and play the family game again. I basically said, be a civilized human being and then you're welcome again. And so he'd sit on the steps. It was so interesting to watch because he was just enraged. He'd sit there. Like, have you ever seen a two-year-old have a temper tantrum? It's really quite the bloody phenomena. If you ever saw an adult do that, you'd like, you'd call 911 right away. It's like, oh my God. And I've seen adults do that, you know, because people say with borderline personality disorder, will have temper tantrums. And it's like, man, you want to be about 30 feet away from that person. That's for sure. It's really, but in kids, it's like, well, first of all, they're only this long. So how much trouble can they really cause? But it's like, you know, they're just completely gone. They're like, on the floor, their face is red. They're just furious, like way more furious than you ever get if you're even vaguely socialized. They're just outraged and they're kicking and hitting the ground. And like, it's like a little epileptic fit of anger. You know, they're completely controlled by their rage. And we took care of one kid for a while who, he was actually a pushover, that kid. You could get him to behave by, you know, kind of shaking your finger at him. But his mother thought he was really tough. Because he had her he had her figured out. And one of the things he would do is have a temper tantrum. And during the temper tantrum, he would hold his bloody breath until he turned blue. It's like, try that. Like, you know, as that's your homework. Go home and go home and have a temper tantrum. And while you're doing it, hold your breath until you actually turn blue. It's like you won't be able to do it. You don't have the willpower of a two-year-old, that's for sure. That little varmint, man, he'd just have a fit. Then he'd hold his breath and then he'd turn blue. It was like, wow, that's that's amazing. And we would just like let him do it. And, you know, he'd turn blue and everybody would be gone and he'd come out of it, you know, and it didn't work. So he just quit doing it. I think he did it like twice and he figured out, oh, well, that's a lot of work for very little outcome. And, you know, it's not like two-year-olds are stupid. They're, they're not stupid. They're probably smarter than you, but they're not civilized by any stretch of the imagination. And so anyways, back to my son, I'd put him on the steps and he'd be like, just like enraged and and trying to get himself together, you know, and I'd wait a few, few, I got a strict rule, which was as soon as you're done, you're welcome again. So it's completely under your control. You, You get yourself calmed down, you come and talk to me again. If you're calm enough so I like you, then you're welcome back in the family. No grudge, nothing. And so it's harder than you think. Like people think they like their kids. It's like, don't be thinking that. They're hard to like. They're little monsters and they're very, very pushy and provocative. And so lots of parents do not like their children and they do terrible things to them their whole life. So it's no joke and uh, it's very common. And you know, that was Freud's observation, fundamental observation that a lot of psychopathology is rooted in the family and you can be sure of that, you know, and when you hear about some mother who's done something terrible to her child, which happens reasonably frequently, you know perfectly well that she has a very terrible capacity to discipline. The child's just provoked her and provoked her and provoked her and provoked her and provoked her. And it just happens to be a day where her new boyfriend left and she's quite hungover and she got fired. And it's like, that's the wrong day to provoke her. And then she does something that is not good. And you read about it and you think, well, how could that happen? How could anyone do that? Well, that's how they do it. And so, and kids are very provocative, just like little chimps. Chimps will, the adolescents will like throw little pebbles and sticks at the sleeping larger males and bug them. And that teasing, which it is, that teasing turns into full-fledged dominance challenge behavior once the adolescent males get big enough to do it. And so when you're being provoked by a child, which 
they provoke you all the time, they're trying to figure out, well, just where are you exactly? What happens if I do this? What happens if I do this? You know, and how else are they going to figure it out? Anyways, he'd sit on the steps and just, he's just enraged and trying to control himself. And I'd watch that. And then, you know, I'd come back after about two minutes or whatever, and he'd still be, I'd say, well, are, you know, have, have you got yourself under control? Are you ready to get off the steps? And he'd go, no, not yet. <laughs> and then, you know, he'd get himself under control. And then he'd come back and, you know, he'd be contrite. And then I would like him right away, you know, you got to watch that, you know, because you don't like being dominated by a two-year-old. No one does. And so if the child hasn't mastered himself and started to act in accordance with the prevailing social norms, you won't like them. Well, you think, oh, yeah, I will, because, you know, I'm a good person. It's like, no, you won't. And, and no, you're not a good person. So don't be thinking about that at all. It's just not true. So... When he was contrite, then he'd come and then, you know, we'd just go on like nothing had happened. Because that's what you want to do, right? As soon as you get compliance, especially if the compliance is in the best interest of the child, you want to reward it instantly, right? That's the right thing to do. Because so then, and, and you could just see him gaining control over himself. And so really what was happening is, his in his mind, in his brain, we'll say there was a war between the the psyche, the ego that was starting to become integrated, you know, and, and starting to become a continuous person, an identity. And it's fragile in two-year-olds, and it can be disrupted all the time, and it is. That's why they're so hyper-emotional. It's fragile, that little ego, and it doesn't have a lot of power. And so what you want to do is reward it when it wins. You know, it's when, it, when he gets control over the underlying motivations, you want to say, hey, good work, man. Good work, kid. You did it. You know, you got yourself under control. Way to be. And the kid's really happy about that because it's actually not that much fun to have a temper tantrum. It's exhausting. 